Material Components Episode 18 Old Friends Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey adventurers, how's it going? Go oh, pretty good. Hey, it's good. I'm reading about the death of Elrond. It's awful. I'm going to stop doing that now. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking me out. Don't. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's the end of our campaign. Especially yep. for you, Tirza. You can't go reading that stuff. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Olivia. <laughs> uh, I'm Olivia. Our best one yet. Yeah. I am playing Tirza Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. <laughs> I am Elliot, and I am playing uh, Cherish Ironstrike, the uh, Tiefling Sorcerer. Uh, my name is Michael, and I am playing uh, Sid Emberlight, the half-elf rogue. Hey, everyone. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the hobgoblin warlock. Okay, you bunch of goofs. Time to ask the same question I ask every time. Do you remember what happened last time? I don't want to talk about it. had a bad dream. Hey, shut up. <laughs> You're so rude. Four. Four. And the Four. more that I thought about it, I think maybe it was your fault, because you made me sleep <laughs> without my sword. Okay? <laughs> I feel like that was the only thing protecting me. <laughs> I think the sword was part of the problem. No, it wasn't. We no? absolutely determined it was not. So part why of the was it? Why was it wiggling? Why was it doing the the wiggle? We jiggle? don't know. And okay, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's the the impression I got was that he was trying to summon it in his sleep and couldn't, and that's why it was all wiggly. Mm. But I again, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Grawl had many bad dreams and yes. was bleeding from his face when he woke up from them. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta love that psychic damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. And we eventually discovered that it was none other than our very, very good friend, <laughs> Dr. Phineas Finebrook. I want him dead. The most hated rival. Our most hated rival, the fake doctor, Phineas (laughs) (laughs) Feinberg. What if Uh, we find out that he actually went to school and studied, like, very hard and, like, Well, he's very powerful. He probably did go to school and worked very hard. I didn't go to school for very long. You're a sorcerer. It's fine. Um, Anyway... (laughs) Yes, uh, Grawl, I mean, a, a, out of character, we do all know that it was Phineas Finebrook, our most hated enemy and rival. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had, Grawl had a conversation with him in uh, this, the little archive that apparently Mott is trapped in. Little right. might not do the archive justice. Yeah. Because yes, in the last of these nightmares... Large. Grawl found himself wandering around the darkened halls of somewhere called the Archive. And it was within those halls that you were indeed confronted by your most hated rival and nemesis, Dr. Phineas Finebrook. 
God, is, he sucks. He does Slash indeed. best friend and mentor. No! Uh-huh. <laughs> he has hard lessons to teach you. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's an imposter. There's nothing to teach me. But upon making that discovery and making what feeble efforts you could to fight back against his uh, supreme psychic powers, apparently, he seems to be able to observe and affect your minds from presumably a great distance, unless, you know, he was just following you the whole time, just a few yards out into the darkness. Who knows, really? It could be anywhere. Um, (laughs) But uh, upon discovering his threats upon your mind he gave up the ghost as it were for reasons unknown uh he stopped bothering you because it seems like he could just do this whenever he feels like it so that threat is still sort of hanging over your head in a bit of an unsettling turn he just decided eh, it's not fun anymore now that you know Actually, like, sucks. There's something to that, I guess. And he could do that to any of us. Presumably? Yeah. You actually are not sure in that yeah. regard. But that was about at the midway point between your journey from Crescent's Edge back down to Wickmore's Landing. Mm-hmm. And while that was really the only big event that occurred while you were traveling. There were a a bunch of smaller events that occurred. Namely, y'all getting to know each other a little bit better, uh, getting closer or more at each other's throats, depending on the relationship. (laughs) That's their way of bonding. It's fine. (laughs) Bonding right around the neck. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I scared Cherish real, real bad, and I feel bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. That also occurred. That was horrifying. (laughs) But yet another small change, and this one is a bit more of a a global change, and that is the turn in the weather. Because as you reached past the halfway point, snow began to fall, and as you found yourself winding into the first months of the month, or the first days of the month of shade, it began to snow in earnest. So that by the time you reach the northern bridge that leads across the Mage's Reach River down towards Wickmore's Landing, there's a fine coating of white on the ground. So you find yourselves now trotting along the road, crossing this large bridge. You see the huge windmills that mark the eastern shore of the Mage's Reach River in this portion of the world, and the huge farmlands that dot the landscape past those. And the city lies before you, only a few scant hours away. Um... It is the fifth of the month of the shade, and you are entering Wickmore's Landing once again. Nice. It is perhaps a little bit before noon, though the sky is still overcast, clouds heavy with snow dumping their payload upon you. It is really cold. Mm-hmm. Especially this close to the river, the wind kind of kicks up a little bit and bites at the bones. Um, we should probably because last time we stayed at the Moody Oyster but that was because it was so close to the docks so that's like on the other side of town right you will be passing the Moody Oyster on your way into town because you're moving through the wharf district coming from the north oh okay 
Because I was going to say, maybe we should try to find lodgings closer to the south end of Wickmore's Landing. You could very well do that. Yeah. Uh, if anybody something, has Something with, uh, with good uh, horse... Stables, yeah. Stables, oh, so. yeah. Yeah, the Moodoo sure didn't really have that. Yeah, okay, that was going to be so. my next question. <clears throat> so, what is your plan? Just head straight into town and find some location where you can... Uh, I have a question. How big is Wickmore's Landing? Wickmore's Landing is... Like, not population, like uh, actual land sprawl. Actual size. Uh, it probably sprawls... I mean, it's maybe about the quarter of the size of Stormhaven. Stormhaven probably would take a solid two days to hike across in totality. Wickmore's Landing isn't that large. Um, it's maybe 10 miles across, 10 to 15. And, of course, it starts getting a bit spottier the farther out from the town you get um mm -hmm. the the main density of the town is located on the river's edge and then it sort of starts breaking down into suburbs once you get up into the foothills and south towards uh the the tri bridge and the uh the sun pass okay thank you <clears throat> yeah somewhere close to the edge of town and by the southern entrance would be nice mm -hmm. okay so as of right I don't know if they'll let me stable my glowing reindeer. Can't you dismiss it? Yeah. <laughs> but then it takes me ten minutes to call her call her back again. Oh, like, no. <laughs> well I was gonna well I was gonna say, like, we should probably I, I think it would behoove us <laughs> uh, to like maybe spend a day in Wickmore's landing, like re Oh like, yeah. Re-upping rations, maybe opening another uh, Death Walker import and export. 100%. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, we can do that. And... I can dismiss her. I was mostly goofing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so you want to try to find an inn closer to the southern ha southern section of town? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Not difficult to do. I am mostly just sifting through... The DM's guide trying to find the random inn name generator because it's my favorite table. Uh, um, oh well. Uh, I believe it is also on. No. Hold on. Oh well. Anyway. You head towards the southern half of town, uh, moving through the wharf district. You pass uh, what appear to be the three barges you had originally moved up the river on. Um, oh. There is one of them noticeably charred. I was just about to say, is one still actively on fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, they've uh, made a lot of repairs. It turns out with uh, certain druidic magics, you can repair a boat real good. True. Nice. Nice. Um, so. As you are moving through town, you make your way southward. And again, to remind you a little bit, Wickmore's Landing is the second most cosmopolitan city you've ever been to. It is a meeting place between people heading north to Lake Quelio, people heading west into the Drylands, and people heading east to Stormhaven and parts beyond. So it is a crossroad town. There is always a hustle and bustle here that is present in certain parts of Stormhaven, but it's more concentrated here. And even now that the snows have set in and that winter is rolling through, there is a never-ending roll to this city, to the point where, once you're into the interior, the ice and snow is a little less 
oppressive. The snow is heavily turned to slush by the tramp of feet and the roll of cartwheels. There is a, a, a spike in temperature just by sheer press of bodies, not to mention the uh, fires within homes and stuff that sort of gives okay. a bit of a melt to the ice. It appears to not be so cold as to not hold back the ice. If it starts getting real, real cold and the interior of Wickmore's Landing started icing over, that's when you know that true winter has really set in. Hmm. As you enter town, there is, like I said, a, a sense of bustle and never-ending trade to this town. Hmm. You pass through the center of town, which includes the Tricorners Bazaar, that large, sprawling, outdoor shopping district that you went to before. Um, you see a couple of familiar locations, including that uh, clothery where you got your jacket last time you were here, Cherish. You pass mm -hmm. the uh, the Gear Maven Smithy where, Tirza, you got your Warhammer. Um, and again, one thing of constant note is on the tops of all of these uh, lampposts are the strange living wicks, which My dominate the light playing. sources here. Mm -mm. During the day, they still burn, albeit at a little diminished flames, where their heads should be, but these strange waxen figures just lurking above you are a constant presence here in Whitmore's Landing. <sighs> I love it. And they seem strangely devoid of snow. You don't see any of them, even the ones that are like almost really close to burning out, covered in snow at all. Their <laughs> bodies seem to be radiate with some warmth that keeps them unburied. Gross. <laughs> so, uh, you head to the very southern edge of town, and it is there that you find an inn called the, uh... What's the inn called? I'm Busy Badger. Dumpling. I'm sorry, you're just shouting at each other. <laughs> Go first. Busy, busy badger. badger. I, I said it, the Michael. lumpy dumpling. I'm going to go with the busy badger. Dang it. The lumpy badger. The busy oh. dumpling. The bu oh, those are both very good. <laughs> no. The busy badger is a, a low, sprawling inn, as opposed to some of the other places you've stayed in that have second and third levels where the rooms are concerned. This place is more of a, a spread-out compound where you're always winding through hallways to find your inns in the back. They offer baths, fine accommodations, and most importantly, a very large accommodating stable because they are located on the southern road that leads into the drylands. Nice. Yay! Stabling your horses uh, accrues you an extra fee, of course. Mm -hmm. But the Busy Badger is a pretty fine establishment, quite frankly, so you'll be paying five silver a night for however long you stay here. That's not bad. Yeah. What, just one night? Um, yeah, sorry. we should probably get going. Eight yeah. silver a night, I apologize. Eight silver a night. Okay. And then an additional two silver for stabling your horses, which brings it yeah. up to a so, gold apiece. Yeah. Okay. And Grawl, we can loan you the funds. I mean, I, I have seven whole gold oh, from, okay. from my deal, so I can afford... I can, I, I can pull my weight tonight. Okay. <laughs> for a whole gold. For a whole gold. 
sweet. You can cover Down. the banana too. Mm. <laughs> Down to six gold. The innkeeper here is a robust-looking dwarf. Uh, they are voluminous, is the word I would probably use. Uh, they seem to lack any real method with which they might uh, locomote themselves, and yet they are constantly roaming around this place, sort of in this rolling waddle. Nice. We've all been there. Um, very friendly, rosy cheeks poking out from beneath a crimson beard. And as you enter, they will say, Welcome, welcome, welcome to the busy batter! Uh, hi. Girlfriend. Mm. Uh, we're just staying one night, and uh, we'd like to stable our horses as well. How many rooms? How many horses? Uh, three horses. And I think we're all doing our own rooms. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 100%. Four rooms should be easy enough for a bit of a slow season right now. Not many people passing through these days. Not till mm -hmm. Ember's end, anyway. Yeah. Uh, what was your, what was your name, friend? Thorvald Thunderkeg. Thorvald of the Srothheim Thunderkegs, of course. Oh, of yeah. course. It's a good name. Uh, have I actually? Oh no, I <clears throat> I didn't end up actually going to uh, Throtheim. I was gonna say, oh god, do I actually know who the Thunder Kegs are? Um, give me a history roll. I do not. I rolled an eight, so that's a seven. <laughs> the name sounds vaguely familiar, but you can't place yeah. it. Very traditional dwarven name. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who the Thunder Kegs are. I'm just being polite. Fair enough. I mean, I might. I don't know. You can give me a history check as well, if you so like. It's probably going to be about same. <laughs> oh, haha! -ha, 15. Sid, you would know that the Thunder Kegs... And the only reason you would know this is because of your time spent in the city among... Uh, let us call them places of... Alcoholic repute. Mm, home. <laughs> the Thunder Kegs are a very widely known and respected dwarven family. If if legend holds true, they invented certain styles of dwarven beer. Ooh. Uh, they they claim that their family recipes predate the uh, disaster five hundred years ago when magic went mad. Damn. Nice. Of course, some of this might be propaganda to sell their beer, but that's not how they market themselves. Always be branding, guys. Always yeah. be branding. Always. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I I am of the assumption that uh, you, you sell your delicious, delicious beverages uh, here at the end. Of course, of course. Imported yeah, I mean, every month from Srothheim. Uh, now, do you have any... Any winter specials that uh, you're particularly a fan of? Well, of course, we've got the Thunder Keg Winter Warmer, a constant winter classic. Uh, can I have one of those, please? Uh, indeed. That'll be five copper. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'd pay for that. Does anyone else want one? Anyone else want one? 
on me. Oh, on you, uh, on you. Yes, I'll take two, please. <laughs> so we got we got three total. Cherish, you want one? Do you have anything like a cider? I don't like stuff that's too heavy or dark. And Thorvald will just stare at you with a look of confusion and like they processed the words that you said. They <laughs> understand all Mike's... these words individually, but But together they don't add up to a correct <laughs> phrase. And then they will just turn around and like pour uh what looks like some kind of pilsner or lighter beer and just hand it to you with a raised eyebrow. She sips it. It's not that great, but she's very polite, and so she doesn't make a face and says thank you. And as soon as you do, Thorvald has this huge smile and it's just like, ah, that's I got it right. <laughs> got it in one. Now, now, Tirza, are you allowed to drink alcohol? That's my question. You're of drinking age now, I think, maybe? I mean, this is a weird fantasy world, so yes, no, probably. True. I think I think most people are. Uh, uh, oh God, are the Jarashir allowed to drink? Uh, she definitely hasn't before. Okay. Um, I would also like what Cherish is getting. Okay. All right. Okay. It's not not the good stuff, but it's it'll be fine. So. For the Pilsners, it's four copper a piece. For the Winter Warmers, it's five copper a piece per mug. If you want to get gallons or uh, pitchers of the stuff, that's totally different. Oh, I think we're just going to get a mug each. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's still noonish. Um, it is five before noon. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but probably but... not anywhere in the valley. <laughs> <laughs> it's all one time zone, right? Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere in the outer storm. <laughs> is? <laughs> Hey, Mike, hmm. is it all one time zone? Let's see. Um, it's tough to tell the difference. For the most part, yes. All right. I mean, time isn't necessarily universally kept throughout the valley. It's not as though there's some kind of universal time standard. Because there's not like digital watches or anything. So Yeah. But time zones are pretty big, like in, in real life. Yeah. So it would yeah. make sense. For my own gratification, yes, it's all one time, so. <laughs> yeah. Sounds nice and easy. So, yes, you enjoy uh, a couple of day drinks. Mm. Some of you more than others. It's fine. It's like, it's still too bitter, though. Ugh. You want to try mine, at least? It's really good. It, it, it's keeping me very warm. Cherish does try a sip. Doesn't probably doesn't like it. It is dark and rich and has a yeah. bit of a nutty aftertaste. This is a very a very art imitates life uh, <laughs> thing for me because this is exactly how I would be reacting to mm. all of this. It's like a blanket you wear on the inside. <laughs> yeah, Tears. Uh, Tears takes one sip and will pretends to drink for the rest of, of lunch. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say this much, Tirza. The Jarashir do drink. They make their own alcoholic beverages for the most part. Oh, it wow. is usually something um, like thick and rich and sustaining. It's, it's meant to be sort of uh, a meal replacement that puts you to bed at night. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably doesn't taste like beer, and beer is probably really no. for someone who's yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm uh I'm Kenneth from Thirty Rock where I'm like, oh hill people milk. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> she just tears is actually like a boss drinker. She just doesn't know what alcohol is. <laughs> nice. Uh, Cherish is just like, ugh, can't wait to get home and drink fucking straight cactus juice, which I'm guessing is just tequila. I cannot wait for cactus juice. Is it? Is there like a brand that's just called cactus juice? Probably. It'll quench ya. It'll, It'll quench ya. <laughs> it doesn't make you hallucinate unless you've had like a lot of it. Okay, you got to get the stuff straight from the cactus if you want yeah. the hallucinations. <laughs> they do Awful. sell those taps. You just punch it right into the cactus and hit mm -hmm. the knob. Yeah, the cactus. It's tap. like moon. It's like moonshine, though. It's technically illegal. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Because it's a it's a little too strong. If drunk in the wrong quantities, it is lethal. Yeah. So. Um, you acquire your rooms, drop off your stuff, house your horses, yeah. get a little uh, little bit of a buzz for those of you who have uh, gotten the winter warmers. Grawl, mm. you had two? Mm. Yeah. Okay, give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> nice. Mm. It continues. It continues. That's a one. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh no! Oh no! Grawl, you got a there good is. buzz on. Really well lit in here. Sloppy. <laughs> it's not like real sloppy, but it's the kind where it's like you're any more alcohol and you'll start dipping into sloppy and you can feel that sort of just like a little bit of numbness on the mm -hmm. skin mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of heat in the cheeks. Do, do I have any sort um, of actual like blue, like rosy cheeks going on at all? Well, probably. Is there any, is there any color at all or are they just still? Just well, we established that. Hobgoblin blood is like super dark. It's like mm -hmm. scarlet red. So if anything, mm -hmm. it would be sort of like dark and blotchy against your white skin. It, it's not pretty. Mm. It just looks oh like you got boy. beat up. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. No, it's fine. Uh, so it ups the intimidation factor. You mm -hmm. are now have the intoxicated trait. Yes. So to cat to cast a spell, you must succeed on a DC 10 constitution check or your spellcasting fails. You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls, though any damage dealt to you is reduced by 1d6. Cool. Because hmm. you've got drunk strength. Let's go get in a fight. That's no. No. <laughs> we could all just stay right here and keep drinking. Well, no. One more drink and you're going to start getting up on the tables and dancing. Mm. Much can't get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I say uh, we go find a banana. Sure. Okay, you would like to go try and find a fruit cellar. Mm -hmm. That is a thing you can do. Give me investigation rolls, whoever is leading that search. I will do it. I mean, somebody I, else. I, someone else should do it. I can I assist? I got three. Uh, if you assist, you could give Cherish advantage. Yeah, that's that's what that I'm would do. be great because that's a five total. Yeah. Well then, I'm just Cherish. You have advantage on this investigation check. Cool. Yeah, I figure Sid has spent enough time wandering cities and finding things that he, you know, 
That's fair. Is fine. Mm-hmm. That's much better. That's a 16. Okay. Especially here near the southern part of the city, you see a lot more stuff coming up out of the drylands. So, especially here in Wickmore's Landing, finding someone who is selling bananas is not super difficult, but they are crazy out of season right now. Yeah. So, finding one that is even close to acceptable is going to be pricey. You do eventually. You find a essentially a produce store. It's a small grocer's. Uh, it is not some stall on the side of the road. It is literally a grocery store. There are all manner of foods and stuff being kept in here, some of them by magical means in order to preserve them. The bananas are among those. Because in order to keep them fresh and still edible, they need to be preserved magically, essentially. So they're yeah. being kept in things like bags of holding and portable holes. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Right. So... You could find you could buy bananas here, though they sell them by the bunch, and each bunch is two gold. Oh well, that's way now. that's way less than uh, what we had to do for the last one. Right, but that was a wily halfling fruit vendor who was trying to bilk you out of money. And also, yeah. that was a lot more. It was money. originally way more expensive, but Sid yeah. talked exactly. So this is a much better deal. Yes. There, but I will um, say, in this particular store, there is no bargaining. Price is the price. Well, we can just eat the rest of the bananas. Bananas are delicious. Fair enough. That's Bargain my haggle. With Alexander, though. What if we give them more bananas? Do you think Omatep no. would give us a, a like a, a discount for bringing that's a whole a good, bunch <laughs> of that's mm-hmm. a good plan. We should definitely yeah. uh, look into that. And if not, right. we can just eat the rest of the bananas because bananas yeah. are delicious and they're super good for you. Right. Um, so you get okay, a two gold for a... you get a bunch of bananas. You have eight bananas. So many bananas. Oh, nice. Love bananas. Um, cool. So let's go find some sort of secluded place where we can do this ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I don't go? recommend going all the way back to the inn. <laughs> no, we can just kind of walk around. Um, I'll, I'm pretty good at finding little uh, nooks and crannies to hide in. Um, True. So, uh, yeah, you pretty well, easily find a, an alley that is sort of out of the way. The big problem is, is once you get off the main roads, the there's snow on the ground, so you have to kind of clear that in order to chalk up a ritual. True. Yeah. But it's easy enough. So. Let's chalk it up to Sid's, uh... God damn it, I didn't have Nothing. the end of the joke. <laughs> so you clear a little patch, you draw a circle, then what do you do? Um, put some gold in it, put the banana in it, and a couple drops of blood. Who is now, providing we... the blood? Oh, it was me last time. Yeah, do you want to do it again? I'll do Maybe... it. I can bleed. <laughs> Got it. All right. Oh, the hobgoblin is totally hammered. What? Mm, 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 okay. Does it count as blood if it's mostly alcohol? Again, Grawl is not that I drunk. Know, I no, know. No, no, it's no, no, funnier no. to... He's having a good time. Yeah, he's... Right. Grawl is weirdly cheery, is what Grawl is. Uh, yeah. uh, so, Grawl also grabbed the, uh, the mug of uh, alcohol that um, Tirza didn't finish and oh walked my. out with it. 
Yeah. He's walking down the street drinking. There, there's definitely a moment where <laughs> Thorvald Thunderkeg like lifted a hand, like you can't take the mugs. You know what? I'm not even gonna try. I waved at him. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna try with the mm. the big pale hobgoblin with the great sword. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Cherish takes one of Girl's hands as he's just like sort of vaguely swaying <laughs> in the drinking. wind and drinking, and like pricks his finger a bit, just like. There we go. <laughs> okay. Did you do it yet? Did you do it yet? Yes, I did it. So you smear a little blood down on the ground, put the five gold in. Who's providing the five gold? Uh, I'll do that. Okay. okay. And a banana. And the banana. As soon as you put the last of the ingredients down, there's a little pop of energy, and you see this kind of green shimmer appear over the circle, and there's a... Then you wait. Wait. And eventually you hear like a small scrabbling sound above you. You look up and Could it be? There is a, a small black face that looks up over a roof, stares down at you, and it goes Meow and then oh. it scampers away. And then oh, nothing what? happens. Hmm. And nothing happens. Put in another banana. Um, maybe we should try someone else's blood? We heard a... Oh. But we heard a pop, right? Everything seemed to work as well as it did last time. Well, I'm gonna look around. Just the general area. Okay. You're in an alley off to the side of the, the main street leading out of town. Yeah. Sort of not far from the grocer's where you bought the banana. Um, because it was like... Last time we summoned it, it was like a block or two away, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to just walk around the perimeter, the general area, to see if I can find it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Give me an investigation roll. What are the rest of you doing? Um, I'm I'm, I'm taking, you you, you pricked my finger, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just squeezing it out like my finger, like a tube, tube of toothpaste, to try and get a few more drops of blood to like this is awesome. see if it'll work. I think <laughs> Cherish is like tears will hold him. <laughs> I was I was actually gonna say, uh, how many points of lay on hands do I have to spend to heal this one? I mean, be lay on hands. So that he can stop doing this. <laughs> Oh, I see. To heal the small cut in his finger would be one point yeah. around hands. I was I, I was just gonna say uh, yeah. Tirza does grab his hand and goes like No, Grawl, it's I think it's fine. Uh, Sid's Sid's looking for the shop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just in case though. Sid, what That's... was your investigation roll? Here's one. Oh no. <laughs> There's no sign of Duskwalker import and export. Guys, I More looked Alexander. everywhere really thoroughly and I couldn't <laughs> find it. It's just, it's just gone. It just didn't pop up. There's no there's no even reason for you guys to check. Um, you know, you were doing really well there with that one. Uh, yeah. And then you said that last part. Well, to be fair, uh, Sid wouldn't know that he, he couldn't, like, that he did a bad job. Sid, what happened is 
you are you find yourselves at the corner of the the tri corners bazaar, and you got to a cross street, and you saw this blind halfling woman sitting in a lean to, <laughs> and you just stopped and stared at her for a solid ten minutes, shook your head and wandered back, not even sure what you were doing in the first place. I'm sorry, what was I doing? You found the halfling. The blind halfling woman. That totally no, wrecked your shit. That was not the same one, was it? Was it the same one? Yeah, you think so. Yeah. yeah. I go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have to recover your honor. <laughs> My honor. She is sitting in the little lean-to. Um... Her area weirdly devoid of snow, and she is plucking at some lute strings, and a couple of other instruments are leaned up against the wall near her. I just kind of, like, try and as nonchalantly as possible just kind of slide up to her stall. Does she say anything? Learned any lessons about modesty yet, boy? <sighs> modesty. Well, um... Move along. <laughs> <laughs> was that what the lesson was? Modesty? I thought it was that I just didn't know how to play an instrument. And she's just not even... She's just staring into the middle distance ahead of her, just plucking at the strings. of bang, bang, bang. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about modesty, where I come from. Okay, if you do not have 100% faith in yourself, you will be killed. Okay. From your hip, Stormpiercer will say, "Missing the point." I'm just saying that I have. Yes. Am I a little full of myself? Sure. Am I a little overconfident and does it get me into trouble sometimes? Yes. But I am still alive despite everything that has been thrown at me. Despite all the bullshit, I am still standing and I am still fucking great. At the moment, you're shouting at an old blind woman, actually. That's true. Yeah, that's and she's very, just like plucking away at that loot. Not looking at you with the eyes she does not have. Well, yeah. Oh, is it that she doesn't have eyes? No, she has eyes. They're just uh, oh, okay. covered by a blindfold. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> Look, I, I've had I've had this lesson before. I had um, <laughs> uh, somebody who once taught me uh, asked me a very similar thing, and he turned me away the first few times. Mm, is that right? Eventually, <laughs> he saw that I was worth something, and maybe it's not now. Maybe it's not today. Uh huh. But one of these days, you're gonna see me. And I'm not even going to have to say anything. Because you'll know. She's going to keep a... plucking at her loot. <laughs> and then I walk away. Hey, guys. I didn't find the... Uh, I didn't find... <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just nowhere. So. 
great. So yeah, Sid comes back, having claimed victory over the old blind lady. (laughs) (laughs) What are the rest of you doing? I'm finishing my drink. Okay, you've finished your drink. Um, I just, I think we should, I don't know. I want to wait. Or maybe put some more blood in there. I don't know. Someone else's blood. Someone else's blood! It was Sid's last time! Okay, we can bleed the boy. <laughs> Could yeah, it? It's fine. So Omatep made the deal with Sid, right? So maybe it does have to be his blood. Uh, Omatep wasn't specific about whose blood it needed to be. No. Yeah, he. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we we literally heard the. We pop. heard the pop. Yeah. Cherish. Do you all think something might be wrong? Roll. Yeah, I'm going to use advantage on that as well. Believe that that is a dirty 20. Yes, it is. Nice. And you used advantage on that? Yes. Inside your mind, Maz says, The old fool's ritual worked. The little scrabbling banana rat should be here by now. Hmm. Maz says that the ritual definitely worked, and Alexander should be here by now. You don't think something's wrong, do you? I mean, it was last time. Yeah, but at least Alexander came to us, which means that if there is something even worse wrong, then... Oof. There's a sudden, like, sound. It's like a... It sounds like an air deflating out of a balloon, and the weird green shimmer around the circle slowly fades and collapses in on itself, and you see rust beginning to form on the gold, and the banana just, like, in fast motion decaying on the ground. Uh, That's weird. What is... Do I... Should I roll again to see what that means? (laughs) No idea. Okay. Did it work? Um, this happened at about the 15 minute mark well it worked uh, and then that happened mm-hmm. so like there's no magic that I can like feel emanating out of it anymore there is a distinct lack of magic actually yeah yeah there's nothing seems, seems as though the ritual circle collapsed on itself yeah is that what happened last time I don't remember I don't remember no 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 Alexander just showed up at the window. And took the gold and the banana. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this is really bad. Probably, maybe? Maybe it's just not a good spot. Maybe we need to pick a new spot. Okay. Should we go farther from the bizarre? Maybe he doesn't like too much competition? (laughs) The only thing he told you is to do it inside of a city. Or that the odds were much better of the store showing up inside of a city. (gasps) We have to go to to City Hall and uncover the conspiracy. Wickmore's Landing isn't actually a city. It's a principality. Um, (laughs) The truth is out there. It's merely a town. (laughs) Um, 
Maybe. How about it, guys? Finding a spot? Something inherently magical, maybe? I mean, we did, the last time we did it was on the floor of a, your bedroom. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't... We don't have any other ideas. We might as well try. We have a lot of bananas. We do have a lot of bananas. We can try at least seven more times. True. Hmm. All right. If I were untapped, well, where would I want this ritual to be? I, I the pick bank. up the bank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Um, I pick up the gold. Is it like, can I just chip the rust off? Like, it's still, like, good, right? When you pick it up, the gold starts crumbling. I was what? just about to say, no. gold doesn't... So that's not... That's some weird magic shit. Yeah, you pick it up and it just sort of disintegrates in your hand, turning to this chalky powder. Uh, I'll pay for the next one. Okay. Um, I guess we can't sort of kick snow back over the, like, break the ritual circle and sort of kick the snow back over it to cover it up the blood. Okay. As you're leaving the alley, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Great. Oh, boy. Yeah? Olivia, you think? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. What do you think I got? Did you get a one again? Mm -hmm. This is payback for all of our 20s last yep. time. Mm -hmm. I got a four. Yeah, so. Oh, no, I lied. I got a five. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. Grawl's thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. That was gross. Um, I got a 14. Oh, so did I. So 14, 14. Grawl, what'd you get? One. One. And tears, I got a... Five. Five. Okay. So, Sid, Cherish, as you're leaving the alley, something you notice immediately is across the street, a figure leaning on a wall, kind of staring at you all. You know what? Uh, after all of the shit that's happened the past couple days, Cherish fucking points at the figure and is like, what do you want? <laughs> the figure will detach itself from the wall and sort I'm of done. stride over. And once they move across the street and like people are not crossing in front of them constantly, uh, Sid, you recognize this person. Oh shit, who is it? Their hair kind of flows in a wind that isn't really there. They've got this light blue tint to their skin, a kind of like <laughs> cocked grin on his face, and an eye patch that only makes him sexier. <laughs> well, I was uh, certainly not expecting to run into you here. <clears throat> I could say the same for you, boy. Uh, yeah. So, um, a lot's happened. Uh, I want to say sorry for not saying goodbye. 
That's the first thing you can say sorry for. Yeah, yeah, that's the tracks. Uh, got that out of the way. Perfect. Uh, whew. Um, my guilt is alleviated. Um, okay. What uh, what, what are you doing in town? What are you, what are you doing here? Oh, passing through guild business. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Happened to see a couple of rogues dashing into an alley. Thought I'd check things out. Hmm. And it happened to be me. What do you know? Well, Something look, when I see the famous Sidian Emberlight ducking into an alley <laughs> with two women and a hobgoblin, what are people going to say? I think they're going to I think they're going to think that I I've learned much from you. Ha. Ah. <laughs> I can only imagine that Tirza is just Bread. Yeah. Bright red. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, we're on official uh, old mage business right now. Pretty. He'll glance behind you at your entourage and yeah. say, that's the line you're feeding them, then? Uh, well, it's not totally wrong. Um, but you'd be surprised. You should try it out sometime. Official can old we mate. hear? Can we hear any yeah. of this? <laughs> Quick cue. Um, yeah, it's not exactly subtle. Yeah. Not particularly. Cherish is like honestly, I guess Cherish isn't super phased by this because she's just sort of like standing there with her arms crossed, like ready for the ball to drop, like ready for this guy to just be like, "Okay, Sid, ha ha ha, I'm taking that purple tiefling with me. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to throw down." Guys, have you met Cesario? Have you not met him? No. No, Cesario. Sid. I think introductions are in order. Right. I'm so bad at this. Okay, so. uh... Cesario, this is Tirza, Cherish, and Grawl. These are actually good friends of mine. Uh, we've been traveling for a while now. Um, guys, this is Cesario. Uh, met him in Stormhaven years back. Uh, he is has been a trainer uh, of mine, a uh, sword, sword trainer. I uh, worked with him for a bit. You know, Cesario yeah. will stride forward and uh, extend a hand towards Tirza. She is not looking at him at all. She cannot make eye contact with him. Um, but she will kind of like uh, stick out her hands and like hover hand it and then grab it really fast and shake it and be like, pleasure to meet you. And he'll like give you a firm handshake as well, sort of bowing over your hand with a smile. <laughs> He's got this little wispy goatee that comes down off of his chin. Um, he's got, uh, poking out from either side of the eye patches, that kind of a roguish scar. Um, he'll, in turn, shake hands with Cherish and say, Cesario Galeblade, I taught Sid everything he knows. Okay, that's, uh, not like a super great endorsement of, like, <laughs> you, uh... Oh, I like this one. She has <laughs> spirit. 
Look, if you're here to kidnap and or assassinate me, can we just get that over with? Seems as though you all have some stories to tell. Yeah, yeah, a lot's happened Ah, recently. Indeed. Well, Uh, as I said, I am here on official guild business, so I don't want to be taking up too much of your time. Just stopping by to say hello. Mm -hmm. Uh, How long are you in town? Oh, not long. Heading back to Stormhaven tomorrow, actually. Hmm. Well, um, we're we're looking for. Are are you familiar with Duskwalker import import and exports? TM. Uh, can't <laughs> say I am, Sids. Can't say I am. Yeah, we're looking looking for a shop. Uh, can't seem to find it, but. Look, I don't spend much time out in the sticks here, so ask me about any store in uh, Stormhaven, I'll be sure to help you out. But oh, out it's here... Here. It's also out here. It's... Bit of a franchise, then. You could say that. You could say that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, sorry I can't be more helpful. No. Um... Mostly, I, I just wanted to... Say hello and ask you a very important question, Sid. Yeah? What? How on earth did you start convincing people that you're some kind of weird extraplanar savior? Because, not gonna lie, kid, I want in on that game. <laughs> well. Well, you sort of have to be hand-chosen by this weird extraplanar demon, uh, and then yeah. you have to go through all this really horrible traumatic stuff, uh, and then you have to almost get killed a bunch. Yeah, it's actually kind of true. Well, um, how about two out of three? That ain't bad. Wait, which two? <laughs> and he'll just sort oh, of like... traumatic st- stuff and almost die. No, he'll uh, stare off into the middle distance and go, I've seen my share, fair share of extra planar. And he'll just, like, wink or maybe blink. It's tough to tell with just the one eye. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to work on that. Yeah. Uh, well, since you're in town, why don't I uh, uh, help out? Do you need help? <laughs> Sid, <clears throat> I barely needed your help when you were back in the city, let alone out no. here on <laughs> some milk run. I'm just helping ferry a couple of couriers back from the drylands. Nothing too important. Why they wanted me on this gig, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you're going to the drylands? No, we're coming Where's... back from the drylands. Oh, coming back from the drylands, yeah. Clean out your ears, boy. That was always one of your problems. Yeah, 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 I don't listen very he well. He's really it. dirty. <laughs> I just, I just stare at you. Cherish did is kind of, kind of chuckling at, at all of this, despite still not really trusting this guy because this is a pretty good dig. <laughs> well, wasn't this fun? Uh, I guess we gotta go. Oh, um, yeah. No, let's go. Grawl, this whole time, Cesario's basically been ignoring you? Yeah. I don't know how you react to that. Well, I was, seeing as I I was all excited to meet him, 
Um, I was gonna give him a hug, um, <laughs> but that didn't pan out. So not only am I getting the eye from this this individual, uh, but I also didn't get to talk to him at all. So I'm kind of kind of hurt by that. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. Well, Sid, it was a pleasure seeing you, my boy. Hope to catch you again sometime in Stormhaven. You know, with your looks, you could definitely have a place in the guild, no doubt about that. Yeah, I just I just hate being, I don't know, tied down. That's one of the best lines I ever taught you. <laughs> well, you were very good at that particular line, yeah. Uh, except for when... No, no, not gonna touch that. No. Personally, I put my own flavor on it, because you can't tie down the wind. And the wind will sort of, like, kick up a little bit, almost as if on cue. And Sid, you know that he can actually do that? Like, that's, like, yeah. a subtle magic power he has? I'm, like, a little frustrated because I can't do that. I can't, like, <laughs> add that little extra amount of flair. Um, Yeah. Well, well, anyway, I'm staying over at the uh, the Axe's Grind if you care to get a drink this evening. Like I said, we'll be gone tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, if you're, if you're having a shindig over there, yeah, I'll definitely stop by. Hey, we're here with the guild. It's always a shindig. Well, I'm glad to hear not, uh, some things don't change. Well, and I'm glad to see that some things are. Much nicer digs than last time I saw you. It'll point at your clothes. Oh yeah, thanks. It actually changes, and I I snap it, and it's like a like a a button up like suit with like a jacket. So you had this look of jealousy when he like conjured the wind. When you do that, there's like a mirrored look of jealousy on his face. <laughs> nice. It's just like, oh, oh my, you're gonna have to tell me who your tailor is. Uh, yeah, he lives in a creepy ass castle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Don't they always? <laughs> they certainly do. <laughs> I love and hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he'll clap you on the shoulder, give you a another like fierce, wicked smile and a laugh, and he'll say, "I'll see you around, city and Emberlight." <laughs> Thanks, boss. And he'll sort of canter off down the street. Yeah. He's kind of the fucking worst. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he didn't try to kidnap or assassinate me. That's... You know, I've often thought that's one of his better qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, out of the last three people we've met, he's the best. I mean, it was a pretty low bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly. Yeah. All right. So what? What? Are, what are we doing now? Uh, I thought we were going to try to summon uh, Alexander again. Right. Yeah. Nice. We'll go look around for good spots. Okay. You want to just go find another random alley? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. All right. You go a couple of blocks over. Find another alley between a. Uh, a florist that has been closed for the season and some kind of what looks like 
herb shop of one kind or another. It's not 100% clear what they're selling in here, but you go between the two. Yeah, perhaps some of <laughs> some of the herb, as it were. <laughs> that sweet, sweet Drylands Kush. Yeah. God, the Drylands is the best. <laughs> Cactus juice and dank Kush. <laughs> Buddy, we can't hear anything you're saying. It's 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 not. Anyway, there, maybe the cactus juice <laughs> and the Kush makes up for a lot of other things. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot of self medication. <laughs> we'll get there. You'll see. Um, yeah, it's what the it's what the hobgoblins and and the giants have been battling over for, for generations. <laughs> <laughs> the dankest Kush. <laughs> that's Stormwall Sativa. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do this ritual. Right. Uh, let's so, do Sid's blood this time. Okay. Uh, set up the circle. I'll do the. I'll put the gold in. Gold okay. in. Put a banana in. Uh, prick my finger. And just kind of squeeze it over the circle. Okay. Boop. And there's another snapping of energy. Little green shimmer in the little dome over the circle. Wait about a okay. beat. And then at the mouth of the alley, there's a. <clears throat> and you turn and look, and there's Alexander just sort of like staring at you all as you're all like standing around the circle, and he kind of just makes a, a shooing motion, like, get away from the circle. Yeah, I'll oh, back okay. up. Sorry, I'm very excited to see you. Oh. Yeah, oh my god, we were so worried. He gives you kind of a confused look, and then scampers over to the circle, gets inside, starts munching on the banana, just kind of like plops down in the center of it. No, oh, no, no. Appreciating the snow, he kind of like picks up a little monkey handful of snow, kind of like puts it in his paws and like throws it up into the air, and it kind of falls down on his head as he's, he's eating so the. Cute. I wish we had like fantasy cameras. <laughs> Eventually, he finishes the banana, takes the gold, throws it in the banana peel, twists it up, tucks it under one arm, football style, and then he motions towards you all to follow him. Okay. Yep. Didn't mind right. work. We'll ask Omatepa. We'll ask Omatepa about it. Hmm. Uh, Alexander will lead you around the corner and into the now open door of the shuttered florist. Oh. Okay. You walk in. There are empty racks and shelves on either side of you, and along the back wall of this store, there are two lamps lit on either side of a green door. The cannibalized sign of Duskwalker Import and Export TM is just blazoned along the back wall of this store. And Alexander will gesture towards the door. Yeah. Great. Thank you. I'll go in. Alright. You open the door, wind your way into the fantastical shelves of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, but I think before we do that, we will take our break, and when we return, let's go shopping! 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 I'm getting Treat shoes. yourself. <laughs> Greetings, my friend. Welcome, welcome to Duskwalker Import and Export TM. <laughs> you have caught me at a very busy time. No, no, of course not. I will always make time for my most valued of customers. Uh, 
Sorry, I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about. I don't deal in that sort of merchandise. I would love to... Listen, I am not toying with you, alright? I honestly do not know. If I did, I would tell you. You are always... <laughs> Some of my best customers. You always pay on time. It's kind of your thing. Hmm. That is a name you should not have said, my friend. I am afraid I am going to have to ask you to leave. Alexander, get this one out of here. Come into my store. Threaten me, will you? Oh, <laughs> hello there. You caught me at an awkward time. Uh, uh, um, uh, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had come to Wickmore's Landing on the middle step of their journey down to Blue Gulch. While there, they attempted to contact Duskwalker Import and Export TM, and for some reason, their first attempt did not succeed. After discussing recent events with his uh, somewhat forgotten master, Cesario, uh, both master of swordsmanship and other sundry things. Uh, <laughs> they had gone into an alley to retry summoning Duskwalker Import and Export TM, and this time it worked. So, as you enter the green door of the store, Alexander taking the lead, he moves over to the left, and as always, you see that large pile of banana peels that is marked at one gold per artisanally used banana peels. He will unwrap the gold and begin throwing it into a small pneumatic tube, and each gold coin will disappear with a thunk, thunk, thunk. Eventually, Alexander finishes his business and begins leading you forward through the large warehouse-esque shelves of the entranceway to Duskwalker Import and Export. Winding your way through this magical, seemingly near-infinite store is always a bit of a sight. You're constantly seeing different things as you make your way through the front of the store. It seems as though the entryway does change from time to time, though you're not quite sure about the parameters with which it does so. But as you're walking, you're constantly shifting your eyes around, seeing new and fantastical things. Items hanging from racks and on shelves, large, huge racking units full of, well, what look like just sarcophaguses. Sarcophaguses for days, with a big sign in front that says, Do not touch, beware of curses. Smart, smart. Makes you wonder how he got it in here, you know. As you're walking, you of course see things that are far outside of your price range, at least for now. So, as you walk, what's something you see that is extremely awesome, but 
way outside what you can afford right now. We should have also determined who was going to go first. <laughs> mm, mm. I know what I see. All I right. know what I see. What does Grawl see? Uh, uh, off in the corner, there is a uh, there's a little kind of like what looks like a stable. Um, there's some like hay down and everything. Um, and inside is 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 a horse looking thing, except it's made entirely out of metal. It's got glowy bits on it and everything. Some you hear whirring and, and, and like a weird electronic neigh and whinny come out of it. Steam. Yes. The, the, the techno horse paddock is kind of off to the side. And as you walk past it, you can see the hay is not actually hay. It's long filamented wires that have been sprinkled along. And the horse will lean over with a kerchunk, kerchunk, kerchunk as it necks, as its neck lowers. And it'll nibble up some of these wired hay and begin Aww. crunching it in its mouth and it'll slowly ratchet its neck back up and as you pass, its steam-driven head will turn slowly and with each, like, click it will watch you pass. Can we I go pet it. the techno horse? <laughs> There's a sign in front of the paddock that says, do not pet the techno horse. <laughs> oh, no. It's very No horse! Techno horse! Um... um Oh, sorry. No, no, go for it, Sid. Uh, Sid comes across a tome that is titled Mordekainen's uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, but for real. <laughs> underneath it. Um, and basically, it's a, it's a choose your own adventure book, but it literally transports you into an extra planar sort of uh, reality um, that you get to, like, basically... Like narrate the story through. I don't know something like that. The little tag next to the book says uh, it is one part of the Morden Canaan collection, and the dude seriously needs a hobby. Everything he owned was deadly. Do not touch. <laughs> there seems to be a little bit of editorial on the sign. Omatep <laughs> has opinions where Morden Canaan is concerned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tirza sees. Um, a just big, it's probably, uh, she could, I mean, she could definitely lift it and wield it, but it would be unwieldy for her because it's big. Um, great sword that looks like the, the blade is the moon. Um, it's not like, oh, this is a piece of meteorite. It literally looks like the moon. It has kind of a soft effervescent glow to it and looks like what the surface of the moon looks like in the night sky it is called the axe of the moon lords said to be used by an ancient race of moon dwelling psionic beings this axe rends not only the flesh but the destiny of those it cuts nice mm. damn uh, Cherish, uh, is passing by a, uh, like, a rack, but, like, you know, pool sticks are stored. It's, like, that kind of setup, mm -hmm. but it's magical staffs, and the one that catches her eye is this, I'm not sure that how she would know it is, but it is, like, a dark, petrified wood, um, and there are veins of, like, precious metals and stone and like crystals running through it all up all up like gold copper 
opalescent stuff, amethyst, like all kinds of like it's like a rainbow cascade of these veins through the petrified wood. The way in which the veins twist through this staff is vaguely reminiscent of the old mage's staff. Yeah. You'd think that it would look really similar if you chipped away all the petrified wood. Yeah. That's why it catches her eye. And the label under it says, Staff of the Archmage. Brackets, slightly used. <laughs> oh, jeez. Eventually you find your way to the strange Eldritch Bodega that is the central hub of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Low shelves full of weird candies and just bins of oddments and material components are just in front of a, a long glass counter beneath which is an ever-rotating stock of uh, fine wands and crystalline gemstones that hover slightly just off of the countertop on which they're placed. Behind which you see the figure of Omatep Duskwalker, short, bald man, hawkish features, tan skin. Um, he's got the what looks sort of like a, a gi that he always wears that might have been white at one point, but has turned to a kind of a ratty gray black uh, with the sleeves that have clearly been torn off to show off arms that have no right being shown off. <laughs> and he will clap his hands together as you approach and say, My friends, my friends, welcome, welcome! Omatep, is everything alright? Then he'll pause and look around and say, Yes? He's, uh, yes? I have cleaned up the stains from the last time you were here and everything. Why would everything not be all right? Yeah. Well, we tried to do the ritual and nothing. We, we heard, we felt the magic go and then Alexander didn't show up and, and then the ritual circle collapsed on itself and everything started disintegrating. We were really worried. Now, when you say Especially everything started disintegrating, do you mean oh, in inside? In oh, the, in the okay, story. okay. No, yeah, like, that would have been really crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, look, you start talking about a, a planar collapse, you're going to get me worried a little bit. Ooh. This old heart can't take much of that. Yeah. But, uh, hmm, interesting. So you're saying the, the ritual circle collapsed in on itself? Yeah. yeah. Glance over at Alexander, and Alexander will cock an eyebrow. And they'll both look back at the four of you simultaneously. And Omatep will say, Well, uh, I mean, it could have been a bunch of stuff. I mean, I just had some other customers in here, so it might have been the fact that this store was currently occupied. I don't like having mm -hmm. multiple people inside the store at the same time, I, keeping the, the valuable, uh, you know, anonymity of my customers is very important to the brand. Right. It's one of my favorite things about you, Omatep. Well, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but, um... When would you say this was? <laughs> um, it was about, like, like, a half an hour ago. Yeah, it was half an hour. Yeah, it was, like, 25 minutes 20 ago. Minutes, 25 minutes ago. Uh-huh. And when you say that, Omatep will sort of scratch his chin a little bit and say, No, no, I was... Definitely the store was empty then, huh? 
Um, well, the that... first time we used Grawl's blood instead of Sid's, we thought maybe that might be the problem. No. Cock a, an eyebrow over to Grawl and say, that shouldn't have made the difference. Uh, yeah, not that we think there's anything wrong with Grawl. It's just, we used Sid's blood last time, and we thought that maybe that was what we were supposed to do. I mean, look, I like Sid. He's a great kid and all, but uh, <laughs> but if the ritual is concerned, I'm not very choosy. <laughs> just so long as you didn't go smearing the blood all over the gold this time. <laughs> right, I actually yeah. didn't this time. So hey. <laughs> you're welcome. Well, as long as you're okay, that's we were mostly worried that you were, you know, getting held up again or whatever. <laughs> Not this week. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't exactly have an explanation for why the ritual didn't work. I mean, there are certain security measures that the store has to ensure that uh, the door doesn't open up where there is danger present. But I'm assuming since you had the, the ritual circle laid out, uh, you wouldn't exactly... Be in any kind of danger. I doubt it, anyway. It's not immediate. Well, um, mm, all right. Well, let's yeah. maybe. Because look, uh, I, 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 I am trying to run a business here. I am not a bomb shelter. Yeah, no, 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 no. Of course. What do you know about your friend Cesario, Sid? Uh, he is a Genasi. He's works for the Bards College. Guild. Guild. Shut up. I never got that right. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything that I can think of um, that might make that, that I would remember that would be relevant as far as um, Cesario is concerned? I mean, he's kind of a smarmy ass and that's why you look up to him. Yeah. Which, oof, let's put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just too similar. Um Yeah, I I mean, no. He's he's a flamboyant guard for the for the Bards Guild. He I, honestly, this is the first time you've ever seen him outside of Stormhaven, though you know he does occasionally take jobs working as a guard for like road shows. Yeah. Hearing that he was being a guard for some kind of courier seems like a little beneath him. Yeah. But you're when the time you spent at the the Bard's Guild definitely taught you to you don't necessarily question guild masters when they get wild hairs up their butt about what the the help should be doing. Right, especially if they're paying well. Yeah. How does the store like what are the parameters of these security measures is it like recognize people that you've met before who are dangerous or well i mean i don't exactly have uh, a list of people who are well, okay no i do have a list of people who are not allowed the store anymore <laughs> let's not kid ourselves uh and the store well it can't recognize people it, it recognizes intent i guess if shit's mm. about to go down the store's not going to show up it's a good thing I confronted him then. Confronted who? Cesario? Yeah. I mean, I don't okay, know any something... Cesario. I mean, he's definitely not on the list. And Omatep will point to sort of a wall back behind the counter, and there's a, a small little tack board with photos on it. Um, and when I say photos, I mean photos. They're weirdly 
photorealistic images of people that definitely strike all of you as just like, oh, wow, those are some amazing paintings. Yeah. Man, these are great. Are they magic? <laughs> is, uh, there, is there a blue guy with an eye patch on there? No. Um, it's mostly people you don't recognize. Some of them species that you don't recognize. There's definitely a red-skinned gentleman with a, a black goatee there with, like, small little horns who looks, like, vaguely like Valor, but different skin tone entirely. Um, yeah. There is a grinning, what looks like homeless person with, like, lank, greasy black hair just staring at the uh, whatever camera's taking a picture of him with this just, like, cracked smile. Um, there's a... See, Scout. He's got one eye that's one color and another eye that's color. Maybe. I mean, you'd have to take a closer Maybe. look. Um, yeah, I'm sure. There is a picture of what looks like a version of Alexander that is inversed. So, like, there's black where the whites should be and whites where the blacks should oh. be. Alexander. <laughs> and there is definitely a picture of Omatep with a goatee. Right. His evil twin. Closer inspection reveals that it is just a picture of Omatep with, like, marker drawn around the face to be a goatee. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, I'm sure everything's fine. And Omatep kind of shrugs and says... Uh, look, I, maybe it was just something dangerous passing by that you weren't aware of. It it happens all the time. Yeah, maybe we're being followed again. Yeah. Still a little concerning, though, since, you know, we've had multiple kidnapping attempts in a relatively short period of time. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, someone tried to grab Cherish again. What do you mean again? It hmm. happens a lot. What do you mean it happens a lot? You well, remember when the, we were, the, the... well, we were here when it happened. Once. And we'll sort of just the Abishai? Straighten the up and blood goes, I from when we were here last time? Don't know. What makes you think they were here to grab you? That seems like a bit of a stretch. Well, I, I told them, and the Abishai said to me in Infernal, was it Infernal or Draconic? I don't remember. Infernal. Infernal. Um, that a uh, father has been looking for you. Um, <laughs> that seems and, like ridiculous. I don't know what you're talking about. And I have a letter from my mother uh, telling me to beware of anyone who calls me sister. Um, so it was kind of easy to put together after that. There's lots of fathers out in the middle. I don't think exactly. <laughs> no, he could be in there. I don't even. I don't even know. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna like justify that with an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> and Alexander just puts his monkey face into his monkey hand and shakes his head. Do we all do the thing where we all look at each other, kind of just side-eye each other? Yeah. Like, yeah. like lying. sure. Like, every time we come here. And Sid, from your hip, uh, Stormpiercer says, smooth. So, yeah, that brings up uh, a very uh, interesting point that I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, first of all, healing potions are great. Um, so we might stuck up on that. Oh, excellent. I'm thinking about some kind of magical or not 
disguise kit uh, so that Cherish can hide a little bit easier? Do you have anything reasonably affordable, but, uh, you know, that can still get the job done? Yeah, I would definitely prefer magical because, like, the horns and the yeah. tail. Yeah. Hoods don't work. Let's see. Don't work. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I might have something for you. Let me uh, dig out in the back and he'll go through a beaded curtain that is behind him in the wall. And come out a few moments later with a, a small box and plunk it down onto the counter. He says, now you wanted a reasonably priced. I have uh, <laughs> been yes. made somewhat aware of your, uh, let us say, limited expense accounts uh, in the past. So uh, let's see what we can do within your budget. <laughs> so for a mere 25 gold, we have this. And he opens up the box and he starts pulling out wigs and fake mustaches. Yep. yep. And like face makeup. Yep. And he says, this is a disguise kit. With the right tools, you can look like anybody. Eh? Uh, I'm just... Uh, I'm, gonna tell, I'm just... I'm look, you, you said reasonably priced, and this is very reasonable. I did... Ah, oh God, I was hoping it'd be a little bit, you know, better than uh, a disguise kit. Um, better than a disguise kit? Look, I can do a lot better than a disguise kit, but you gotta work with me here, Sid. What's your budget? What are we working with here? I, I have 800 gold. You have 800 gold? Yes. Whoa. I have a business. Right. Working. <laughs> 800? Okay, okay. We can work with and that. I'm not, and I'm not spending any of my mother's gold. I'm she just needs saying, it. I'm, I'm just saying we have more. We have more than 800 gold. I think your mother would appreciate you not getting kidnapped. Yes. She would also appreciate eating for the rest of the year. No. Yeah. All right. Well, eight hundred gold—that we can work with. Come with me, and he will lead you to the uh, department of. Um, oh, what would this be called? This would be the department of unusual apparel. <laughs> and you start seeing weird bits of clothing. It looks like shoulder pads that are way too spiky to actually wear. You see. Uh, some kind of cod piece that has just, like, an inordinate amount of metal prongs coming out of it. You see <laughs> a pair of knee pads that have these big heart shapes on them. Eventually, he'll lead you over to a, a wall that is nothing but hats on pegs. And he will start, like, looking around, and he'll wander over to a corner and grab a big, long pole that has a hook on it. And he'll scan the top, and then eventually he'll hook a hat and bring it down. And it looks like a kind of bucket fisherman's hat. Okay. And, right. he'll, and he'll say, okay, for a mere 600 gold, I can offer you this hat of disguise. What does it do? What doesn't it do? Well, it doesn't do a lot of things, but... That's not what I asked. What it does do... <laughs> 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 
The Hat of Disguise. Of course, it requires attunement. It is a wondrous item. While wearing this hat, you can use your action to cast the Disguise Self spell on yourself. The spell ends when the hat is removed. Okay. And he will okay. take the hat and say, like so. And he'll place it on his head, give it a minute, and then he'll snap his fingers, and suddenly he looks like Grawl. What? Whoa. Which adds about That's like... What I'm talking about. It adds about like seven inches to his height, and he'll say, <laughs> but here is the main problem with this, and it's Omatev's voice coming out of Grawl's mouth. Yeah, it's very good. And he'll I say, like it. the main problem with this guy's self is, of course, and he'll pass his hand through where, like, the middle yeah. of the face is, like, that was be over Omatep's head, but through Grawl's face, and he'll say, it's not a perfect system. Well, I really just need to... In terms of physicality, I really just need to get rid of the horns and the tail, so I can... I'm already pretty careful about not hitting things with those. So... And he'll take the hat work? off, and it's back to being Omatep. And he'll say, Disguise self has some very serious limits. The tail and the horns, they're not going anywhere, so you still gotta be careful with those. It's just to everybody else, at least if they don't look too hard, you'll look like somebody else. No, that's what I mean. Like, they'll they'll look like they're not there. Precisely. Still, like, you'll still be able to feel them. Oh, yeah. So just be yeah. careful in case people, you know, exactly. step on your tail. Yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm already pretty good at keeping people from touching those. So. Then it should be no problem. So like I said, it's a mere 600 gold and it can be yours. I think this is a good buy. Oh, sorry. I realize how that sounded. Um, This is a good purchase. Indeed. <laughs> well, this is bye <laughs> later. <laughs> this is a good bye, yeah. Uh, now, Omatap. Yes, that is my name. We we've known each other for a while. Is this your, is this your, uh, friends and relatives, uh, uh, price that we got going right here? This is my... Relatives. You definitely need a hat of disguise to make sure your purple tiefling friend is not going to be sticking out like I saw a thumb discount. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sid, good, it's... Good point. And if you want Sid, to get to any lower, I'm going to need some kind of persuasion roll. Um, I think, I think Sid tries. <laughs> Gonna... Barter with Omatep Duskwalker. I guess it's a super I guess power. Don't do it. <laughs> um, I've I've done this before. Give me a persuasion roll. Uh, it's all right. Um, seventeen. No, yes, seventeen. All right. He says, honestly, Sid, it breaks my heart to see you in such dire straits, but I could not part with this for more than, for less than 650 gold. 650? Yes, of course. Sid? I mean, you did just say 600. I, I just want to, I just want to point that out. And he'll look down and it's like, no, no, the price tag, it says right here, 650. 
Sid, I really appreciate you trying to go to bat for me, but I was fine with 600. Mm-hmm. I don't I know where you keep this. getting this number 600. It's clearly 650. It is literally what you said. And he'll glance over at Alexander, and Alexander will just shake his head like he doesn't know what you're talking about. Sid, you stupid, dumb piece of shit. <laughs> 650 um, gold it is. I, uh, Tears of will uh, cherish, I'll I'll pay that extra 50 for you. That's not fair that you, you know. Thank you, Tirza. Expected one price and got another. And kind of like, hands on hips, just like, mm. Thank you, Tirza. Again, it wouldn't break the bank, but man, it would have really been great to not have to deal with this extra part of it. And Omatep will gladly take the money from both of you and then gingerly hand you a hat of disguise. Thank you, Omatep. Of course. And of course, if you spend your time attuning it here, it happens much faster than out in the, uh, you know, regular world. I think I will. Because I don't really need anything else, so you guys can go ahead and shop. One of the properties of Duskwalker Import and Export is that any item that requires attunement can be accomplished in 30 seconds. Dang! It's so you can test the merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Does that include non-import and export merchandise? You don't know. Seems like anything that comes in here becomes import and export merchandise, though. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) He's going to sell us. <laughs> I mean, for the right price, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I wasn't sold as a baby, to be honest. <laughs> he says you weren't. Uh, <laughs> oh! Jack, you like, hey, hey, Omatep, uh, I'm kind of like, I'm thinking about motherhood lately. Have a baby in here? Yeah. <laughs> as a matter of fact... <laughs> I just got great. one in this morning. <laughs> we, have, we have a great deal on, on babies today. You buy one magical hammer, you get one baby free. It's a great deal. Oh. That sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Cannon. Yep. Sure, why not? I don't have to know about it. So... What else would you like to purchase from Duskwalker Import and Export TM? Potions, probably. I'm assuming you don't want the disguise kit. No. No. I already have a disguise kit. (laughs) Alright. So, you want to stock up on potions? Yeah. Alright, what kind of potions would you like? Oh, good question... Thankfully, due to your kerfuffle discount, you, of course, get 10% off of your potions purchases. Oh. That, disca- try to haggle. that discount still sticks. Uh, as we go through this campaign, you will accrue different discounts here at Duskwalker Import and Export TM. For now, your kerfuffle discount only applies to healing potions, but who knows? That could expand in the future. Right. Techno horse discount. <laughs> It's a very specific discount. Yeah, it is. Uh, All techno horses must go. It's just the one. (laughs) 
And it has to go now. Yeah. It has to go now. <laughs> it's eating all of my wires. <laughs> it's insatiable. <laughs> so, as as we recall, the regular healing potions cost 50 gold. Greater healing potions cost 150. Superior healing potions cost 600 gold. And potions of supreme healing cost 5,500 gold. Oh, I'll take one of those. I mean, look, they're great. 10d4 plus 20 is not any healing to sneeze at. Damn. Um, what's the what's the cheap one cost? You said 50? 50, yeah. though with your discount, it will only cost you 40. Oh. Actually, no, that's not right. It'll cost you 45. How much would the greater healing potion cost? Greater healing potion would cost you 135 gold. Okay, I guess I'll do that. Okay. Greater healing potion, of course, heals you for 44 plus 4. Any other potion purchases this evening? Nope, I still have some. Tirza is very poor. <laughs> I'm about it. Tirza, do you want me to buy you a healing potion? Uh, I mean, you've healed me. I can literally heal just, just. She is a healing potion. I am a healing potion. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you, Sid. Okay. Just. All right. So you get your healing potion. Um, on the way out, Omatep is definitely pointing out the, the wand rack, and it's just like, I've got wands of every flavor and shape here today. Any wands enters you? Wands of magic missile, wands of healing word, wands of enemy detection? Nope. Yeah, we're good. I could go as low as 500 gold on some of these. <laughs> None of us would be able to afford that. All right. And of course, as always, you could, uh, there's that folding boat I showed you last time, eh? A boat that folds? No? We're not. We're going to the Trilands. <laughs> we could not need it less. <laughs> I guess there is a river that goes down there, but it, we'd be going against the current and all that, so. Yeah. Are you? Do you How about have some... anything that would ward against someone casting uh, someone someone trying to see you from a long distance away? You're talking about scrying? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. You want some, some, some kind of item to protect you from scrying, you say? Do you know this? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Did we establish yeah. that we talked about this? No, we uh, didn't. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah... I just assumed. Oh, God. Grawl, you can't keep secrets from us. I heard none of that in my headset. Just shut off. Oh, I said, Grawl, you can't keep secrets from us. Nope, it's still off. Nope. <laughs> uh, so, you do not ask about that, then. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right, I super don't. Damn, that would have been helpful. <laughs> uh... So yes, uh, one last thing that Omatep shows you on the way out the door is a uh, right next to his wands, he has his uh, 
rod department. It's just called the rod department. And he's like, I've got Great. so many rods. We've got immovable rods. We've got lordly rods. We have ones, rods of domination. You got, you want the rod? We got your rods. Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I can't speak for everyone, <laughs> but I'm all right. Yeah, I think we're... You never know when you're going to need a rod that is permanently fixed in space. That's true. Yeah. It's very don't. tempting. Just well, out of curiosity, how much does an immovable rod cost? Immovable rod I could part with for a scant 300 gold. Okay. Shit, I can take it. Oh, something to work up to in the future. I might like a, a, a rod yeah. someday. <laughs> the saddest thing I've ever heard. But okay. <laughs> 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 so just like, I mean, I could buy it, but you know. Well, if that will be all, Alexander will be showing you out, of course. It was a pleasure seeing you all, my friends. Please come again when you have more gold. Very mm-hmm. glad that you weren't being attacked this time. So yeah. am I. I am always very glad when I am not being attacked. You know what? I am coming to find that I, too, am very happy when I'm not being attacked. I, I totally see where you're coming from with that one. Yes. When you're not being assaulted, everything else is gravy. Pretty much. <laughs> well, it was fine seeing you, my friends. Please, please, come again when you have more money. Yeah. Bye, Omatap. Bye, Omatap. Alex- Alexander will lead you out. You find yourself in the, the empty remains of a vacant floral shop. When you close the door behind you, the the signs, lights dim, and when you turn back around, the edifice of Duskwalker Import and Export TM is gone, and you find yourself again in Wickmore's Landing. The snow falling a little heavier outside. It seems as though a few hours have passed while you were inside the store, which is completely opposite from what happened last time. Yeah. And that strikes you as a little odd. I mean, I'm... We should probably get going if we want to finish finding some more mundane items and restocking for... Yeah, before yeah. we leave the shop, though, I should probably, you know... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what are you going to look like? I'm not sure. Um, and, she, like, she her hair is in a high pony right now, so she probably, like... Because the hat's not really going to fit. <laughs> between Ooh. the very small space between the horns and the high pony, so I think she like does like a low braid. Um, Look like me. Like, Look like me. Do it. I'm not gonna do that. You, I, I was thinking about this. You could look like a tiefling still and still have the horns, but just be a different color, right? And like look kind of different. That might help with uh, the, you know, the fact that people can still feel them, just in case. Yeah, that's just a thought I had. I have thoughts. Yeah. So, was that just a pretty good thought? No, yeah. Uh, my horns are really distinct, too, though, just in terms of shape. That's uh, true. You could change and that. Honestly, ex- and honestly, I can just change again if the first one doesn't work out. Yeah. It's- I'm going to try to do no horns. I, I am honestly not a huge fan of the idea, but 
I think it would help. Um, and she puts on the hat and, uh, this is going to be very cute and dumb. Uh, but, uh, (laughs) her hair is like a, not the same color as Sid's, but it's like a kind of light auburn as well. It's, it's like, like, come on. It's a good color. It's a good color. Yeah. Um. Her ear, like, she basically is, like, trying to look like a half-elf instead of a tiefling. Okay. Oh, cool. Um, and her eyes are the same color as uh, Tears's, and... She's very pale. <sighs> yeah, I was gonna, I was like, what was the thing I had for Grawl? I think it was, she's, like, not albino, but, like, pale. Okay. Cool. Nice. Aw. So you create this sort of amalgam fusion... <laughs> It's going to be very confusing for people. Does does she know how, like, human non-devil genetics work? No, she super doesn't. (laughs) Grawl, what are you doing while this is happening? Um. I thought it would be nice to look like her friends. I know, it's cute. (laughs) Uh, Grawl can't figure out why Cherish doesn't want to look like him. (laughs) He's doing, he's doing like, he's going back and forth. He's arguing with himself in his brain. He's like, I'm a good looking dude. But they're not looking for two of us. I'm like, <laughs> she's purple. I'm like super white. That's like, I'm no color. Opposite of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I think I'm a pretty good looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> So while, Again, Grawl's kind of just a little on the... He's, he's a little tipsy. Yeah. You're, you've definitely <laughs> sobered up a little bit, because you've been yeah, he's still clomping kind of around mm. in the cold. Um, I need everyone to give me perception checks. Oh, God damn it. Should have put the hat on in the store. Why? Eight. Twelve. Woo-hoo. Uh, Twenty-six. Um, Fourteen, Jeez. so it doesn't matter. Okay. Sid... As Tirza's fuss, uh, like fussing around, Cherish as she's uh, like adjusting the hat and making sure that like she looks okay in this new form. Wait, does it look like shows? the hat is there? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I can't get rid of the hat. No. What? Bitch, you gotta change my whole style. Now does the hat? Bucket hat. Like it's scrunched between two horns. <laughs> no. No, because okay. I I put a low I I'm a low braid, so I kind of sit it on like on the back of my head. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Which looks even stupider. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's very <laughs> hip. I've seen uh I've seen lots of teenagers wear hats that way in Stormhaven. <laughs> Don't. But and Grawl is sort of off to the side, sort of just like, oh, I'm a good-looking guy. I don't know. What is, what is, what is. <laughs> I look good in a hat like that. I don't understand. Grawl, or uh, Sid, you hear yeah. from outside the tromp of boots. Kind of a... <laughs> it's definitely a procession. A great many uh... steel-clad boots tromping on the ground. I there there's a door into this um flower shop, is that correct? Yes, it was like shuttered and locked the first time you passed it, and then when Alexander led you back here, it was suspiciously open. 
Sounds about right. Um, I'd like to peek out the door. Okay. Um, see see what's going on. Marching down the road, heading south, you see what looks like a large battalion of, for lack of a better term, knights. There's probably close to 30 of them. And they're all, they all seem to share one thing in particular. Their armor is, for the most part, a, a mismatch. There's no unifying trait to their get-ups, but the one thing that connects them all is each of them has a huge two-handed weapon of some kind. Most of them are hammers, but everyone has either a huge glaive or a great sword or a hammer of some kind, and each of them have them either, like, over a shoulder, slung on their backs, or just, like, marching with them if they're pikes or glaives. Um, do, do they look familiar to me? It's pretty easy for you to pick up on the fact that these are edge masons. What do I know about the edge masons? Edge masons are one of the four guardian guilds, as opposed to the lock wardens who are responsible for the waterways, the bark watch who are responsible for the woodlands. Uh, the edge masons are ones who patrol the roads and the borders of places. They're the ones who go out into the like plains of the valley. They go out and they range around the edges of places to make sure that they're safe. They're not town guard. They almost never have... Uh, their garrisons located inside cities. They're out in the wilds. Edge masons sort of have the the greatest renown of all the guardian guilds. They tend to be adventurers and monster slayers. Rad. Very very cool. I could be an edge mason if I wanted to. I just don't want to be. Um, They're called edge masons because they create the boundaries of civilization. Um. It's hmm. interesting. Um, who do they? Who do they? I guess they just—they're the guild. They don't serve the necessarily anyone, or like they're not like a military power uh, or anything. Bad. They're not, but in the same way that all the Guardian Guilds sort of are a military power to a certain extent, they just don't necessarily answer to anyone in particular. Yeah. They're they're more militaristic than the Haven Guard, who are like the city watchmen Guardian Guilds, who tend to answer directly to the, like, Lord Mayor of Stormhaven, or the the governor of whatever town you happen to be in. Yeah. The Edge Masons have their own hierarchy, and they answer to themselves. But they answer the call when it comes to protecting cities or civilization in general. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I I tell everybody, it's like, uh, edge masons are here, so that's cool. That's weird. Yeah, I wonder if everything's okay here. And eventually they are tromping past the store you're in as you're sort of like peeking out the door. And you all Hmm. see this armored procession of knights. There's men and women. There seem to be a smattering of different races. You see at least one dragonborn, a few dwarves, a respectable number of humans. 
strangely enough, very, if there are any elves among them, it's really diff t tough to say because they're all heavily armored. Right. But there are no elves visible with their helmets off. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, I'm so mad. Uh, I freaking wanted to go to Duskwalker Import next for to ask them about those runes, and I didn't do it. Didn't do it at all. Well, if only we had uh, four more bananas. We have four more bananas. So, I know, but I don't want to yes. go through all of that again. Didn't we get also, eight yeah, bananas? bananas? Unless you ate a couple. I Which did, is fine. I ate two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, that's an excuse for my bad math. <laughs> so yeah, the edge masons tromp past and you see them on the, the road leading out of town, heading south. Towards the drylands? Yeah. Tough to say, outside well, of town yeah, the road splits. Splits. Right, that's true. Hmm. Um Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I wanna know what's going on. Um are we good to go? I think Cherish? so. Cherish, we're good to go? Yeah. Yeah, cool. I think it looks nice. <laughs> oh, no, I'm still mad about the... You know, I'm mad about the rune thing now. I'm not mad about the hat. Okay. So. Uh, I look like if Sophie had her from Hell's Castle Bucket. <laughs> so it's not terrible. Yeah. So you leave this empty edifice shop... Do you just leave the door open behind you? No, we close it. Okay. I don't think any of us were born in a barn. Tears of maybe, but... It was a manger. So... Oh, our own little Jesus allegory. <laughs> <laughs> you head out into the street, you see the retreating forms of the knights as they are strolling through town. Uh, you see a, a couple of people out on the street are sort of, like, watching the passing, and there's a, uh, a couple of, like, kids running behind them. Can I... Can I... I want to ask somebody why... Why they're marching through town? Can I, can I walk up to somebody and say, "Is that the, uh, is that the Edge Masons?" And you just wandered up to a, a random person to ask this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. This uh, like ruddy-skinned half-elf sort of turns and looks at you and says, "Yeah, can you believe it?" I can. They're usually they're not like in towns. They're on the edge of everything, you know, the edge of the and valley. This many of them all at once. I guess the rumors are know? true. What what rumors? I haven't heard. Oh, they you know. Uh, bad news up from the drylands, friend. What's they, going on? Well, they say the Sun Pass Tower got taken. By who? I don't know, but. There's a bunch of rumors coming up saying pass isn't safe anymore. Guess the Edge Masons are going to take care of it. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Sure. It just like looks nonplussed. <laughs> yeah. But then stares after the, the armored knights tromping off away from town. 
guys, I think we're about to go into a war zone. Uh, what are you talking about? We're going home. We're going home. Ooh, that could be bad. What's yeah, the, wrong? The, Sun the Sun Pass Tower has been taken. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. Yeah. What is it? Other than obviously a tower. Grawl and Cherish would both know this. Tirza, you'd probably be aware of this too, as you probably passed this way to head to the, the Bari village that is down in the drylands. Mm -hmm. Um there is a tower at the end of the pass that leads into the drylands proper. That oh. is a large fortified building that serves as a bastion of power for the edge masons. It's meant to ward people southward, essentially, because northward is the territory of a large red dragon. And Pyre Scale does not take kindly to trespassers. Not even when he was a baby. Grawl, what you would know that I don't think anyone else would necessarily know is that that tower serves another purpose. Or at least among your people, it is said that that tower is meant to serve as a essentially the first line of defense in case the hobgoblins ever got uppity. Hmm. No one else necessarily thinks that, and if that's its purpose, it's not widely advertised, but that's definitely how the hobgoblins see it. That if there was ever any kind of expansion out of the drylands, that would have to be the first thing to be conquered. We had backup. I'm, I'm sure they were like, you know, we may not get to it, but just in case we've got plans to overthrow this shag at some point. Not that I'd be privy to that. No, of course not. Uh, like 25 years ago there were <laughs> footsteps heard outside that fortress's door we'll put it that way we were going to franchise hobgoblins were, were, going, <laughs> were going global always be branding always be branding wow okay That sucks. That sounds really, really dangerous. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's... I, I'm assuming Grawl did not tell us about this extra hobgoblin connotation. It's 25 years ago. Yeah. Eh. So, do you think it's... Do you think it's Pyre Scale? Well... I mean, Sid, you said, like, that guy, that person was talking about rumors. I mean, if it was even maybe Pyroscale, you'd think that people would be like, oh, yeah, it's that giant dragon doing all of it. Yeah, I feel like Cesario would have mentioned that. <clears throat> he didn't really mention anything about the Sun Pass. Yeah, it seems strange. Um, I might have a conversation. I might go find him and have a conversation with him about it. Do you want us to come with you? If you want. He throws really great parties. <laughs> Might be a good practice not being tiefling. Oh, God. Do you suppose my name is part of these wanted posters? 
bounty hunting things? Perhaps. Are normal people named Cherish? Is that a normal name? <laughs> I don't really know what a normal name is. Oh, we're going to have to give you a new name, by the way. We can't call you Cherish to go through disguise. Okay. Okay. That is what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, Grawl wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. New name. New name. Hmm. So where are you heading? Um, sounds like we're heading to Cesario's. Ask if you ask around a little bit. See, see if there's any news. Want to head to the Axe's Grind? Yeah. Okay. Heading to the center of town, eventually you find an opulent inn, perhaps four stories tall. Yeah, tracks. It is finely painted on the outside and well-appointed. There is a sign that swings outside the door that shows an axe being ground on what looks at first like a some kind of grindstone, but upon closer inspection it looks like it's a wine bottle. The Whoa. sign on the front door says closed private bards guild. Uh did I was, was there any form of identification would I have anything that like signifies that I was at one point part of the bards guild? Mm, no cuz you weren't. That's true. Sure. Mm. <laughs> You were hired help for the Bard's Guild. Yeah. Uh, that's what I get for not going to school. Okay. Um, <laughs> outside, you can hear that there's some kind of party happening inside. There's loud music, there's people talking and laughing. Um. Okay. I got this. Um, I'm going to scope out the place and try and find all uh, entrances and exits. We could just knock on the door and tell them we know Cesario. The front door doesn't look locked, it's just there's a sign in front that says private function, essentially. Yeah, so like, <laughs> imagine Sid's like, okay, I got this. So he's like looking at like, where it's like, there's a window up there, and we there's a back door over here, and then Cherish walks just up to the front the door. door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Walking in through the front door, there's a small antechamber with a podium desk just in front of you. There's another set of double doors that seem to lead farther into the inn, behind and to the left of the the standing desk. Behind the desk, there is a man in a three-piece black-and-white suit checking over some kind of uh, notepad or some kind of book of some kind, and will glance up at all of you, glance down at the book, and say... Names. Um, I kind of grab Sid's arm and like walk forward and um uh we're here to see we're invited by Cesario. Um, right, Sid? Names Uh City and Embroid. Hmm. And guests. And guests. Yes, Sidian Emberlite, and you have uh, two additional invites, it says here. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Truly, there has not been a more difficult choice. Your friend's a racist. Scene which... <laughs> oh, man. You're swinging parties for only a select few. Ugh. Hey, if you go to a club, you have to bring the honey. I am the honey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beefcake. Uh, oh, he's the beefcake of our party. <laughs> and the major domo standing at the front door will just like raise an eyebrow at you, Sid, and then like eyes will flick between the three people with you. And he will say, Yes, two you can bring with you into the party. I look over at Grawl. <laughs> this is good <clears throat> audio. I will see you very soon, and I'm. Uh, there's no way I can communicate this to you. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be outside, and I go outside. And- <sighs> Like I swing the door open. I no, 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 no! I'll be outside. I'll be outside. Grawl walks out into the snow. Snow still falling heavily. Cold winter winds whipping past, making his tattered cloak sort of flow in the breeze. And the man at the front desk will say, "Very good, sir. Right this way." Well, here we go. <clears throat> Sid, Tirza, Cherish. There ain't no party like a Bard's Guild party, because a Bard's Guild party brings the ruckus. You walk in to a one of the finest inns you've ever been to. Sid, you can't afford to stay in a place like this. None of you can afford to stay in a place like this. There is plush seating at booths around the table. There are these, like, fine, like, leather upholstered tables scattered around. There's a wide open dance floor off to one side next to a giant stone hearth. There is a stage on the far side with a full band just kicking it. Um, It seems as though there was some kind of effect on the doors leading into this place to muffle the sound. Because as soon as you walk in, you're hit by music. It's just so loud and rhythmic and going. And it is only like three or four in the afternoon. But this place (laughs) looks as like as soon as you walk through those double doors, you feel like you're in the middle of a nightclub at like 10 p.m. or later. There's no sign of daylight inside this place. There are soft mood lights that are dangling from the ceiling. They seem to be magic in nature. Um, They are flashing in time with the music. People are dancing, people are drinking, people are having an outrageously good time, and along the back wall behind the bar, there is a sign that says, brought to you by the Stormhaven Bards Guild. Excellent. Hell yeah. Tirza, this is perhaps the most uncomfortable you've ever been in your entire life. I was just about to say, I was like, Tirza steps through the doors, and it is immediately like, I've made a horrible mistake. (laughs) 
There's too many people. One it's Just too kidding, loud. Grawl's the guest. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not now no, actually this is exactly what I was expecting. Um <laughs> great. Um let's uh spread out, enjoy yourselves. I'm gonna go find Cesario, see if I can get any information. I think everybody has been up from the drylands, so you know, meet somebody, talk, maybe try and get some information out of them. You know, we're gonna do some reconnaissance. Okay. Um, and as soon as walking away, I think Cherish goes to like walk off and is like, "Oh wait, oh Tirza, I still don't, I still don't have a name." I... Uh. Oh God! <laughs> um, one of the one of the uh, nursemaids at the Bari, her name was Esther. She was always she was always keeping things secret. That's a really good one. <laughs> Esther. Okay. I'll try it out. Fun fact, Esther means secret or hidden in <laughs> So, the two of you are moving about the crowd peru or uh carousing. Yeah, uh Tirza <laughs> is right on Cherish's heels like <laughs> Sid was like, oh, yeah, you guys should probably split up. No, that's not <laughs> happening. Okay. Sid, you are trying to find Cesario. And yeah. if life and interacting with this person has taught you anything, it's that Cesario will be at the center of attention, wherever that is. Mm -hmm. Or just to the left of the center of attention is where Cesario really likes to be. Right. So he's near the band, maybe. Probably near the band or near the bar. Those are two very good options. Uh, I'll start at the bar um, and order myself a drink. All right. It seems as though everything is comped. Yeah, I had a feeling. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Carl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to enjoy this party, but I will. <laughs> yeah, For all. <laughs> As you move your way through the, the crowds looking for Cesario, he's not hard to find. Uh, he is over near the end of the bar that kind of like kitty corners with the stage. So this is where like anyone who wants to about to like leap out to the dance floor sort of comes to the bar to order a drink and he's kind of positioned himself in this little throne of attention he's made for himself at the corner of this bar and he is gesticulating wildly talking over the music or at least trying to and there are several people in rapt attention nearby uh all of them very good looking all of them paying much attention to his uh probably inflated story yeah yeah attracts um i'm just gonna kind of like catch his attention um if i can um i don't know if that's uh if he's just too into the story at all but i'm gonna like wait until he's done 
basically telling the story. Uh, and he definitely catches your eye as he's like mid telling the story. He doesn't even break stride though, as he does. Oh, yeah. And he just like sort of gives you a nod as he continues talking. Yeah. I just give him one of these. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Cherish Tirza. Give me a perception check as you're wandering through the party. <laughs> I got a 16 and I got a four. Wow. Hypervigilance is a hell of a hell drug. Of a drug. <laughs> Cherish, you are a little overwhelmed by this. You, this is this is not your scene. You've never really been exposed to nightclub life. Um, no. Let like alone the party that the party that Grawl threw at the Moody Oyster was like my first experience at a party. Yeah, this is like this going is from ten times worse a four to a twelve. Yeah. Like, that was a fun little house party. This is a crazy, like, club party. Night club, yeah. yeah. Being thrown by some rich ass, like, people trying to make an impression. As you're moving through the, the crowds, you're sort of taken in by the sights and smells and sounds. Tirza, you're sticking very, very close and maybe not necessarily as overwhelmed by everything. Uh, this is all very much, like, a little too much. There's yeah. a lot here to disapprove of. <laughs> yeah. Sinful AF. But when... Hey, uh, sinners are just opportunities for redemption. But uh... one thing that catches your eye is... Over in a darkened corner, sort of opposite where Cesario is, is a small, like, corner booth with those, like, rounded seats. So there's only a small little wedge to get in and out of this circumference around this round table. And there's only one person sitting at that table. She sits with her boots kicked up onto the table. She's laying back her arms wide, kind of languidly staring at everything that's happening. She has a, a low-cut, deep V blouse, bright red hair, and sort of a, a dull, blank expression on her face as she stares around at everything. And there's a three-toed burn mark on her chest. Uh, oh, God. Dang it. Went from a ten to a nine. And you know this person. Yep. It's not the person I thought it was, but I do know her. Great. Uh, I will... Uh, Tears of Stops, like, in the middle of the crowd, and um, I think she's probably actually been holding on... It's, <laughs> it's probably funny that, like, I'm assuming your disguised form looks about the same age as you yeah. cherish. So it's probably funny that this like 24, 25 year old is like hanging on the back of this teenager. Um, but uh, like my grip just like tightens on Cherish's arm and I, uh, I'll point her out. <gasps> Grawl. Yes. What are you doing? Well, I was going to walk up and down the street, 
um, and see if there was like a back way into the uh, <laughs> into this party. Like, is there a is there a help entrance? You want to go around back to the delivery entrance? Mm-hmm. Okay. You go around the inn, sort of making your way around a back alley. You follow a sign that says deliveries in back. Moving down the alley, you move past some garbage bins and uh, piles of detritus sort of piled there for re- to be picked up by some kind of city cleaning crew later in the week. It's slowly being covered in snow. Snow is growing thicker and thicker as the day is going on. Night is quickly approaching. You're probably only a couple of hours of daylight left. But the the lampposts of Wickmore's Landing are beginning to burn brighter. Their weird waxen bodies sort of uncurling as the day begins to fade. And their heads being revealed for the giant wicks and flames that they are. In this alley, you're stepping away from those light sources, though. It's dark. And near the end of the alley, on the opposite side, you see there's probably some torches or lamps on the back side of this place. But So when you're in the center of the alley, it's pretty dark as you're walking away from the street lamps, but you haven't yet gotten to the back lamps of this inn. It seems as though the windows of this place are dimmed or blocked in some fashion. There's no light coming from the windows above you. As you walk forward, a figure steps into the light at the end of the alley in front of you. You see a knife Uh held loosely in their hand. And then another, and then another. You stop and turn, glance behind you as you hear the crunch of snow. Another figure at the back end of the alley. Knife drawn, staring at you. Crap. And you see another, and another. Perhaps six of them now. Let's go for it. Uh, Cesario split the party. It's not our fault. Um. Okay. They all know I'm here, right? Like this was like ambush prime. This feels like an ambush. Okay. <laughs> all right. How far away are, are like? Is it three and three? That's what you can see. Okay. Um, how far away is each group? Probably 15 feet in either direction. Okay. There's a long bit of silence. No one does anything. Wind howls through this alley. You stand at the center, cast in shadow. Okay. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and talk my way out of this for once. This is not going to go well, especially with my rolls. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, gentlemen, uh, I'm just here to start my shift at the, uh, at the party. I don't know. I mistakenly went in the front door and they directed me towards the back. So if you guys could just step aside, I don't want any trouble. Just here for my shift. One of the ones in front of you will step forward and begin 
rolling up their sleeve on their right arm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me some kind of persuasion roll. Or, actually, this would most likely be a uh, <laughs> deception. You probably know who you are. Two. My okay. dice are cursed. <sighs> okay. I mean, I'm still wearing a great sword on my back. I mean, I, I can't understand how this would be deceiving anyone. <laughs> well, natural 20s still exist. I know. They could be real dumb. But again, so am I. And the figure in front of you will say, Drop it! And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, well, that's a, that's a 13. Alright. You feel magic attacking your mind, trying to force you to drop your sword, but you resist its effects. You see the brand on the inside of this guy's arms flare with a hellish red light in the shadow. Looks like so there's some arms that need to be cut off. God, no! <laughs> Finally, Cherish is on board. <laughs> it took a couple episodes. And when you resist, the fanatic will let out a growl and say, Take him! Okay, um, uh, 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 Misty Step backwards. Okay. Behind the group behind me. So they're 15 feet behind me. I'm going 15 feet behind them, too. So 30 feet. Okay. You just like, boom, boom, back out into the streets. Fantastic. Nice. An audience. Perfect. Um... And then I want to I want to go straight into the Bard's College. Straight into the inn? Yeah. Okay. You charge forward, shouldering into the antechamber outside the main room. The uh, Seneschal there will, like, raise a concerned eyebrow as this <laughs> pale hobgoblin comes charging into the, the establishment. Uh, uh, assassins are here for Cesario. <laughs> Clearly. Looks at oh. you with a confused, just very aghast face. Uh, he's in the party. We have to go now. Sir, if you're not on the list, you're not getting into that party. Okay, uh, uh, I Stop start going man. towards... I mean, uh, uh... <laughs> Uh, I start going towards the party anyways. Okay. Yeah, like, what's this fucker gonna do? Yeah, he's probably got some ridiculous magic, and he's gonna <laughs> shut me down, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> and he will, like, step out in front of you, in front of the door, and just hold up a hand and say, Sir, you're not allowed. This is a private event. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, in that case, uh, invisibility. <laughs> You cast invisibility on yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's all my spell slots. They're gone. And he'll just... Like, there was a hobgoblin here, and it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm that powerful. <laughs> <laughs> my god, what have I done? Yeah. Like, now he's not now. sure if he was hallucinating. You just walk around him. Yeah. 
Like the doors open, and he just like turns and stares as the doors seem to open <laughs> on their own. And you walk into this just like huge blast of sound hits you. Tirza, Cherish. Mm-hmm. Cherish, you feel Tirza squeezing onto your arm, and your attention mm-hmm. is pointed towards the table in the corner. And I recognize this person too. Lucrezia stand, sits Lucrezia, there, yeah. just completely blank-faced, staring at this party. Um, you see those that chain wrapped around her arm, just kind of a little too tight, making this, the flesh around the, the lynx white against the mm-hmm. black iron of it. Um, she, she has a look. Yeah. Uh... This is bad. Um, we should go, yeah, right? We should. We need to find Sid and go. Yes. Sid. Mm-hmm. Over at the uh, bar, Cesario is motioning you forward. All right, I step up. Sid, my boy, so glad you could make it. Yeah, I was able to, you know, work this into my schedule pretty busy these days of course saving the world and all that well of course uh i meant to ask you uh how was the uh how's how was your trip down the drylands i'll be heading down there these days uh pretty soon oh well i wouldn't recommend it they say things got pretty nasty as we were on our way out not gonna lie Oh, Seems like we were one of the last little caravans to sneak out before the Sun Pass Tower got, uh, what was it, taken, overrun? Tough to say. The Sun Pass Tower was overtaken. Did you happen to hear who did that? Couldn't say. Heard all sorts of rumors. Some are saying kobolds, some are saying weird cultists who worship Pyrescale. Other people are saying it's those hobgoblins getting rowdy again. Hmm. Weird cultists, do you say? Well, sure. Have you have you run into... Have you seen anything like that? Cultists? Yeah. Kid, in this line of work, you see all sorts. I once knew a group of people who worshipped a weird squid-headed monster that they said lived in their basement. Turns out it was just an old piece of calamari, and they were all crazy. <laughs> I feel like I've heard this story. It's one of the classics. It's a good one. Although I prefer when you tell the whole thing, because, you know, you build up to it really, really well. It's true. I do have a yeah. way with words. See, this is the thing. I've, been, I've, I've seen some crazy stuff, right? I've seen stuff that most people can't even imagine. Sure. But, like when, I, but when I, like, tell it, it's not... It, it, it's not as exciting as, like, when I, when I experienced it. You know what I mean? Kid, you just gotta get a knack for oratory. It's not about telling the story, it's about drawing people in. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I'm as good at talking to people as I think. I am. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, when you I left, like- you still have a lot to learn. The fact that you ducked out so soon, I mean, <laughs> goes to show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're still young. You've got time. Okay. So no, 
the hard feelings. I am I am really sorry about that. I didn't mean to be dismissive about it before. But he'll raise his glass and sort of toast you a little bit. And he says, "Kid, you're preaching to the choir. I know you can't lock down the wind." <laughs> and a little breeze will blow both of your hair dramatically. Say, yeah. So much cheese. <laughs> so cheesy. Um, this is a pretty good party you got going. Yeah, Bard's Guild knows how to hook it up. Yeah. I just kind of, kind of look around, survey the party. Just, you know, um, I don't know if I see anything, but um. Yeah, and it turns out those uh, new recruits we were picking up down in the drylands, they know how to uh, fund a party, if you know what I mean. Guild was looking a little sparse. Last few years, shows haven't been doing quite as well as we thought, but uh, we got a bit of an influx of revenue, as it were, so things are looking up. Well, that's that's good to hear. It's nice to know that you can, you know, have a paycheck coming in and, and everything. That's why I do it. God. Doing this consistent money, I've honestly thought about going back to um, just stealing, just to be able to afford everything. Now that I can't recommend, Sid. Thievery's all well and good, but gold that no one's gonna stab you for—that's worth its weight in well gold. God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Uh... Who's this, uh, who's this, uh, I can't even think of the word. Uh, this is really hitting me. What? I'm, I'm like, feeling, feeling it a lot more than I, than I thought I would. I think I ordered, like, a pretty alcoholic drink. Um, cactus juice. <laughs> is it cactus juice? It it's, a, it's a cactus teeny. Cact, a cactini. Cactini. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is good. Church did not lie. Um. Yeah, who 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 are these people we've thrown on this party? And Cesaro will sort of glance around and say, "Oh, <laughs> looks like your one of your lady friends is right over there." Hmm? I look over, and you see Tirza, and who you know to be Cherish, uh, right. standing in front of a near a table, and at that table, you see a. Horrifically familiar face. Oh shit! I just kind of place down my drink, and I say, "Cesario, uh, do you know uh, the the woman sitting by herself?" Uh, yeah, think so. She's part of that group we picked up. I think her name's Lucy or something. Yeah, something. Real standoffish, um, that one. Yeah. Um, she's not... She hasn't, like, hired you or anything, right? Or, like... Me? No. She, she's working no. with the guild. Couldn't tell you why. Doesn't right. seem like the singing and dancing type, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, th just, a, just a tip, uh, because we're, you know... Because we're friends. Um, I'd like to I think would... so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a funny way of showing it. Um, but 
yeah, I'd keep an eye on her. Um, I, I can't really get into it, but um, yeah. Okay. Is this Did some you... of that saving the world stuff, Sid? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many <laughs> friends did she have here at this party? I don't know. Picked up a group of them down in the drylands, like I said. Wasn't exactly counting heads. <laughs> Not my job. You know me, never really had a head for numbers. Or a number for heads. <laughs> what? I hate him. <laughs> Why don't we keep meeting these nemeses? <laughs> We've made one friend. Made one friend. Uh, okay, shit. Uh, cool. I gotta. I gotta go. Um, it was a. Uh, it was nice. I'll. I'll. I'll uh, next time I'm in a Stormhaven, I'll. I'll. I'll hit you up. Okay. Well. See you when I see you, Sid. Yeah. You keep looking out for yourself. Yeah, me too. Um, and I kind of uh, head over to... Yeah, I think right around around the time you were telling him about watching out for... Uh, or Oh my gosh, I can't even talk. <laughs> Keeping an eye on Lucretia. I think that's... Tirza and Cherish are probably like making start making our way to you probably yeah. meet in the middle yeah grawl invisibly yes you see tirza cherish and sid converging basically on top of you um excellent perfect yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, cherish tirza sid you are all hearing a voice coming from nowhere well, there, there's still music playing, so I'm like, guys, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> right, nobody can. It's me. Yeah. Um, uh, Brawl? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm invisible. <laughs> yeah, oh, we noticed. Yeah. No, you I'm mean, Esther. You didn't You're Esther. Okay, Esther. Anyways. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esther. There are guys coming to kill us. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not uh, We should leave. That's where the no, I'm coming from where they were trying to kill us from. So uh, I'm here might be okay. Well, Luke, uh, one of them's here. What? Yeah, she's Please, here. Yeah. Check, check over. We're like showing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what's I funny mean, is three people talking to nothing. Yeah. Now we're talking, um, it looks like you're talking. When you point over to the drunk. when you point over to the table in the corner. No, none of us point, right? Mm -mm. No. Or when you <laughs> glance over up. there. Okay. Right. You see that Lucrezia is standing up <sighs> and walking oh, towards you. Yep, yep, nope. Oh my god, what do we do? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, uh, I'm still invisible. I can murk her right now. You can what? Do kill do it. Sid, how do you not know that? <laughs> yeah. How how do you not know that? I don't know. Um Tirza has her hands on her warhammer and is ready. I mean we're not gonna fight somebody in the middle of this party, right? I mean we could. We can't no. go outside. There's what? apparently a bunch of dudes out there. She is walking through the tables towards you. She is maybe 20 feet away. 
Um, Let's go. I have a plan. No, no. You distract her. I'll come up behind her. Okay. Ready, break. To... All right. Yeah. To, uh, Tears like has her hammer like off of her off of her belt now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cherish. Like we're not on the dance floor, right? No, you're sort of in between tables off to the side. But there's like still a crowd of people. Like people are standing. Yeah, they're standing around tables, and like that's where they're sitting with drinks. And some people are heading to and from the dance floor. Okay, I think Cherish tries to like, like break away from the group and like kind of blend into one of those things that she's yeah. not purple anymore. Okay. Yeah. Sid, Tirza, what are you doing? Uh, let's let's ready a defensive posture. Okay. Sort of stand, we're gonna we're gonna arm, club fight. <laughs> I sort of stand, arms crossed, but like one of my hands is actually on on the sword. <clears throat> Grawl, I'm assuming you're circling around invisibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucrezia sort of splits the difference between Sid and Tirza and where Cherish got to and just walks between your group, seemingly paying you zero attention and moves towards a side door that you don't know where it leads. That she definitely won't go through. Grawl should follow her. <laughs> because he's invisible. Yeah. That could have gone worse. It could have gone better. She, she moves through those double... She moves through the door and, like, walks away. You lose sight of her. Um, can I try and follow her? Okay. What are the rest of you doing? As soon as Sid goes to follow her, I'm I'll be following behind him. Yeah. This is one hundred percent a trap, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no way it's not a trap. Are you saying that as you're fa- walking <laughs> behind her? Walking. I mean she's I'm not right behind her. She's already walked through the doors. Grawl, what are you doing? I'm following. Okay. Are you behind Sid, Tears, and Cherish, or did you follow directly behind Lucrezia? Uh, directly behind. Okay, so you go through the doors right behind her. Mm-hmm. All right. Are they swinging? Are they a swinging like bar door? No, they're just big, heavy doors. Um, they will close on their own, though. So you could try to slip through before they close. Yes. Okay. You manage to slip through. You see her just, like, walking down a hallway. There seem to be doors on either side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, she's I'm, I'm going to follow her. Okay. After a few moments, Sid, Tears of Cherish, you come through the doors as well. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you're trying to move quietly. Yeah. 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 Oh. Grawl, keeping close behind, you are invisible, of course. She cuts left on the hallway, and you find a 
flight of stairs leading up. Ah, stairs. Okay. Yeah, stairs are bad. Like, how far are we going to go with this, like, before it turns into a fight where we're just like, okay, this is going to be too much for us. We got to go. I mean, I'm pretty sure invisibility lasts for, like, an hour or so. It does. I'm, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. We need to find more out about the cult, right? Yeah. True. So why don't we just go find out about the cult? They got to be doing something. Yes, they do. Grawl. Mm. Do you go up the stairs? Mm-hmm. Or are you waiting for your friends? I am going up the stairs. Okay. How close are you keeping to her? Not super close. What does that mean? Um, far, uh, uh, how it's a flight of stairs, like just one one floor. Seems to be. Okay. If one, if if she's at the top, then I'm starting. Okay. So you're probably about fifteen feet behind her. Mm-hmm. The rest of the group is probably another twenty feet behind you. Mm-hmm. Once you get up to the top of the stairs, mm-hmm. you see. A door about 20 feet down the hall closing. Okay. There's no sign of Lucrezia once the door closes. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I'm going to go down to the door. I'm not Mm going to open it, though. Okay. Uh, uh, If I put my ear to the door, can I hear anything? Give me a perception check. Yeah. That's better. Uh, 30-20. Cool. Inside, you hear a low, pained breath. Kind of a... (sighs) And then there's a small little crackle, like... You can't quite place the noise. It sounds like a, a log breaking, some kind of uh, fire breaking out of some kind. There's a, a low rush of hot air beneath the door. It's not a perfectly sealed door by any means. And Lucrezia's voice will say, Master, I have found them. What do you need me to do? And a voice says, Kill them. Okay. Um, but leave the elf alive. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay. Uh, if I cast Eldritch Sight, uh, looking into the room, what do I see? Is it just going to be a door? Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I <laughs> can't really see through walls with Eldritch Sight. Dang it. What? A... Is there a keyhole? Sure. Hey. Here's <laughs> the keyhole. I'm going to get stabbed in the eye or something. I don't know. (laughs) Peering through the keyhole, 
Your eye opens, opens again, dividing the pupils spreading across your sclera. Looking in with your eldritch sight, you see what almost looks like a realm scar opened on the floor of the inside of this room. Crackling red energy, as opposed to the blue-white you saw of the last realm scar, sort of leaking inward, curling around this circle on the floor. Standing in the center of this circle of hellish red energy is a creature the likes of which you've never seen before. It has a vaguely humanoid body, reverse-jointed knees, scaled from head to toe, or should I say, heads to toe. Three sinuous heads on long, snake-like necks twist and wind about each other. Draconic faces snarl and twist in and out of each other's. When it speaks, it speaks together in a unified, single voice coming out of all three heads. It's layered on top of itself with a slight echo. It seems as though the first head starts speaking, and the third head will stop speaking about like a sixth of a second after the first one stops. So it's just a very slight dissonance to it. This creature also has, like, human-like arms, human-ish legs, but just those three snake weird heads twisting in and out of each other on top of its shoulders. And when it finishes saying, But leave the elf alive. The portal will collapse. The figure will disappear. And Lucrezia will say, perhaps to herself, Dahaka's will be done. And I think it is there that we will stop. Because, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at MatcomRPG, that's M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. And of course, we have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com for all of your getting in touch with us needs. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hanging out with me on Twitter. And I don't know. What's your, what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Let's cry out, Olivia. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, which elf does he mean? Does he mean the elf that's always been an elf or the elf that's currently sort of an elf? Probably and, said. It's and probably technically said. both are half-elf, but you know, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's also really rude that he's totally fine killing me, even though technically he's one of my gods. Whatever. Maybe. I don't know. You don't know that. You, you don't, know. don't know that. I'm the only one who heard anything. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at the Readimus. Um, tell me how how terrible it was that Crawl was not allowed into this party. Because <laughs> um, there's a butthorn. Uh, anyways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as always, um, I'm not on Twitter. 
Um, but if you want to share, you know, your your theories as to who this uh, evil entity really is, you can uh, you can comment where on our um, our YouTube um, videos. You can uh, rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or any anywhere you are. Um, uh, listening to it like please give us some feedback let us know how it's going uh let us know what you think uh yeah we love hearing from you guys so indeed and of course if you want to follow me personally on twitter you can do so at mk gorgoni um you can also listen to me on a weekly basis talk about all things pop culture i think by the time this comes out our most recent episode will have been um let me think I think we'll have just reviewed Captain Marvel, and then after, when this episode comes out due to podcast time travel, we will be talking about um, the comic book Black Sad, I believe. It is a fun noir comic about anthropomorphic animals. Um, I could be wrong on the timeline there. I don't actually know. But... (laughs) And of course, if you wish to follow Omatep, because uh, he is such an important NPC and got a really good... uh, fun little jaunt with him today you can do so on twitter at npc underscore an who knows perhaps he'll give you a 10 percent discount to duskwalker import and export tm uh but as always the world is chaos y'all so be kind to one another thank you so much for listening goodbye goodbye bye, bye. bye. bye.